Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes with your host, Jay and Bray. Welcome in. It's celebration night. You are listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the all season version of a much less detailed podcast. Here with you live on a Friday night, May the 28th, 2021. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Long time uh, no talk, Jay. First, right off the bat, your uh, 10th wedding anniversary happened since our last show, so uh, congratulations on that. Thanks. I get to go first. It, it sounds like, are you doing this podcast outside? Um, I hope the mic is working the way it's supposed to. Is it? Does it sound weird? I'm picking up a lot of uh, extra noise. Uh, that might just be the, uh, the the guests that we have on because oh, they're both on possible. time and they're both here and, and ready to rock and roll. We are very happy to welcome our good friends from Push Football Fan Rush Radio, Cass and Renard to our Bears Yay or Nay show tonight. Guys, how you doing? Hey. I'm, 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 a, I'm just going to say I'm a Bears fan. I'm, a I'm Bears not going to say that. And we, Cassandra <laughs> and I, we have often said we wish we just recorded our phone calls and phone conversations and just released those as a podcast. We had a fun conversation the other night, right before you asked us to participate this week, I am so ready for it. Well, I'm ready too, man. I think the exciting part is uh, what you said that you wished you did is exactly what Dre and I have been doing for about, about nine years now. <laughs> right. Basically just hey. re- re- recording what would have been our normal phone calls and, and just record, you know, and, and, and publishing it as a podcast. We're going to do this. Right. Anyway. you got to record them. you got to record our phone calls. you got to do it. Uh, okay. So in other words, and we, and we, figured, we figured it was being done on. anyways, right? We, we you know, we Russia <laughs> or something. We, we figured somebody was listening in, so we might as well just put it out there. So in other words, and eight years saying, later, here we are. We just got to, we just need to take conference calls and hit the record button, and that's our phone calls from now on. That's when the magic happens, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say something that's unrelated to football right now, but I'm just so proud. Cassandra probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know if you all are uh, fans of the, the Little League-type teams and the or travel baseball teams where the city of Chicago and the Chicago White Sox have its ACE team, which stands for Amateur City Elite Team. My niece, last summer and going into this summer, it was the first girl ever to make the Amateur City Elite Team, but that's not why I'm so proud today. The reason I am so proud today, I don't know if you, the two of you all saw the YouTube video or the TikTok or the Instagram video that the White Sox and Major League Baseball and Nike released for the Southside jerseys that they're wearing. My niece was in the commercial, is in the video. Oh, wow. Cool. Yes. And I, I, you know, I, the Sox are good this year, so I can't make any jokes about 
little leagues and amateurs, and that's just actually the White Sox squad because they're actually good this year. So thanks for well, they, they throwing were in my joke. Last year. People weren't ready for them to be good last year, so this year is the year they expected them to be good. Well, the Kool-Aid man here who I uh, do the podcast, <laughs> podcast here with <laughs> – who has them winning the World Series, but he also had Illinois winning the 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 NCAA's, and you know so. Don't have he, don't he, talk to me about that. I I, I went. To I Illinois. was going to say you you guys are about to ruin <laughs> the rest of the Don't talk to me about fight. that. I, you know what? Yeah. Ran him out of the building in the March uh, Madness bracket. So <laughs> I I I, uh, I usually right I usually lose pretty hardcore when it comes to the the March brackets. So I was actually very happy to win this year, but I told him he was losing because of his homerism. And then he follows that up by uh, picking the White Sox to win the World Series. But they, they, they're playing well. Ah. So to win the Super Bowl. Let's go. Yeah, I want to see if you follow that up with the Bears uh, to win the Super Bowl when we do yeah. our show. In, First of all, uh, all day. I'm going to say this. As long as I am, I am by far not a Tom Brady fan. By far. But – what last year's Super Bowl showed me, as long as Tom Brady is in the NFL, the officiating is going to find a way to give him all the chances he needs. Amen. <laughs> well, <laughs> here we go. And we're off and running, folks. Officiating Super Bowl in the history like of Super Bowl. This year. <laughs> That's how we're going to take it. <laughs> I'm not well, a Brady not gonna guy. They're going to give him the game, but they're going to give him chances. They're going to give him yeah. chances. It's pretty well documented here uh, on this on this show that I'm I'm not a Brady guy. Uh, I'm just not. Me either, though. Me either. Uh, but see, what I had always said, and Cassandra can can attest to this. When it comes to Brady, I never really had issue with him being good. I had issue with everybody acting like he was the goat early on. If you want to say he's great now, I'm not going to argue with that. But my issue was. The first three Super Bowls had nothing to do with him. He was a game manager, and the defense won the Super Bowl. And after that, anybody's going to look good when you have Wes Wilker and Randy Moss. And then after that, those seasons when Gronk was injured, he looked real human. He looked real human when Gronk was injured. A lot of people look great when you have great people around you. I'm not. Now, looked, I will okay, give it to, to cut you off. He looks real human this year to some kind of way in the playoffs. Some <laughs> kind of Disney magic got sprinkled on the. Uh, I, I seem to remember a guy throwing interceptions on three straight possessions in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. Man. But when you have a, you know, a top top five, top ten defense that's that's gelling and, and, and Aaron Rodgers is basically getting sacked every second or third drop back, you know, it hides those bad plays because he did not play well in that game. I mean, I still, as a Bears fan, I, I would never forget that he forgot what down it was. I will no. never forget that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, as a Bears well, fan, the Bears need to be very afraid Tom Brady is determined in 2021 to make it to, to make up for that. It's 18 down, right? I, I get 18 downs. I'm Tom Brady. I'm the goat. I get 18, right? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I do want to uh, 
I didn't want to let your uh, the news about your niece go by without uh, congratulating you for that. That was a, a very cool accomplishment. Um, I can't you... take any credit for it. This this <laughs> this this young woman. And the other great thing about it is she turned 13 yesterday, and they released that this morning. She's she's wow. in Kansas City right this evening because she's playing in a tournament tomorrow. But okay. my niece, when I watch, see, I, I'm going to say something. My niece, she plays multiple positions. She plays my favorite position, and that's shortstop. She can also pitch, but that's not that position is not the position I'm most impressed with. My niece plays catcher. And she's out there, and she is snatching the ball. She's looking. I'm like, when did you learn how to do this? <laughs> yeah, that's not for and everybody. She is good. Right? Catcher is not for everybody, period. Yeah, my knees are just thinking about it. I think, well, I think it's pretty <laughs> funny because uh, my, my son is just taking up baseball, and so this is his first year playing whatever league it is for six-year-olds. Um but okay. it's, you know, it's by far not competitive. I mean, it's it's basically they all, they, nobody wins. It's, you know, it's very it, it's basically I, I call it glorified practice. But they keep score. No, they're really that's not. That's when little kids develop yeah. love for it. That's right. when they develop the love for it when they get to have fun and it's pure fun. And they, and they never, let them see. That's it. when I quit. I remember being eight. That's when I quit baseball. <laughs> I was like, wait, you. You throw balls at me? I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> every every inning, you know, on defense, and uh, every inning on defense, the coach basically just tells them what position to go play, and they're always playing different positions. But by far, my son's favorite position to play is catcher. Wow. wow. And, I, and I noticed that when he's in the field, he gets very bored in the field. You know, when, when you're catching – you're always doing something when you're the catcher. Mm, yes. Sure. And That's so, for, you know, for a little, I, yeah, he, he'll just be, he'll be out there in, in right field and he'll just be looking around and not paying any attention <laughs> to the game. But when he's playing catcher, he's, he's diving at the block in the ball. He likes to, he's got a really good arm. So he likes to throw it back to the pitcher. Um, yeah. It seems like the most excited he gets is when he gets to go out there and play catcher. I think he also likes wearing the gear. Yeah, okay. But, but up up until you got to the gear part, the reason which you just described was the exact reason I liked playing shortstop. As a shortstop, he was the backup for the third base. He was the yeah. backup for the second baseman. And you know, when you're little, a lot of people are missing the ball. So just being the backup, you're catching it. A lot of pitches are hitting that direction. You're the relay man for the center field and for left field. I felt like in the infield, in my opinion, at that point in time, the shortstop was the most active person on the field. Yeah, I could I could agree with that. I always like playing third base because I just I love gunning that thing across. You just love showing off your my arm. arm right my yeah. arm is not strong enough to play third base. I, I mean, I, I used to love I used to love just rearing back and just letting that thing rip from over there at third. So that was always my favorite spot to play. My arm was not strong enough to play third base, so much so that I even knew it in high school. Um, I didn't play baseball my entire high school career, and I had an opportunity to play uh, to be a manager for the girls' softball team, and the girls' softball coach 
had the boys' baseball coach come watch me warm up the, the softball team, and he asked me to try out. He said, what positions have you played? I said, I'm not going to get any playing time at those. He's like, what do you mean? And so well, my favorite position is shortstop, and your shortstop is all state. He's like, you're right, you're not getting any playing time at shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, he said, what's your second favorite position? I said, I'm not getting any playing time at that position either. He said, what do you mean? You're, my second favorite position is second base, and he's all sitting. He said, you're right, you're not getting any playing time at second base either. He said, what do you think? You want to try out for third base? I said, I'm a senior in high school. I am not about to ride the bench <laughs> as a senior. I heard that. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I, I, if I were to go back and do things differently, I would have played baseball as a freshman. Yeah, this. But we came here to talk. We came here to talk football. Not literally. this is this is how Let's this show <laughs> goes. We we we, we you got to you got to understand the flow of this show, and that the flow of this right. show is that this show has no flow. <laughs> Once you understand that, you, you'll in accept you, it. In case you missed the uh, the top of the show and the title of what we call our off-season show, we call it Kings of Non-Sequitur because we just meander around to whatever topic we feel like getting oh, to, yeah. and then we look up and the show's <laughs> over, and that's how it works. So this is perfectly fine. It's, it's perfectly fine that we're 15 so minutes that's, in that's and haven't cool. gotten so that to means the... we got a lot of stuff to talk about then. Anything we like, want, absolutely. The, from the Bears to the excitement that Nick fans finally got to feel... Knicks fans, you mean the New York Bulls? When the starting lineup <laughs> included Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson with Tom Thibodeau as the coach? We're talking about the New York Bulls, right? Whatever made nope. those guys happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know many of Bulls fans have been rooting for, for the Knicks just because of them. Uh, that would be my uncle. I was here for it. Oh, oh see, see, look at look. How much Nick I'm loved the other night? Because I was one of the people that hated when the Bulls got rid of Rose. Yeah, was, there are a lot of people that felt that way. I was definitely rah-rah for him. I was never a Jimmy Butler fan, and when they did that, they were choosing Jimmy Butler over Derrick Rose. I never was a fan of that decision. Um, boy, did he... <laughs> I don't even want to have a Jimmy. I mean, the Bulls. Bulls. Okay. I mean, the, the Bulls. The Bulls weren't contracted out of the league because I. I'd be shocked to know that the Bulls still play meaningful NBA basketball. Because when was the last time the Bulls were? We good? here in Chicago don't know that either, Jay. We they oh, okay. light up the stadium and people no, we park know cars. It. We want. We don't want to believe but, it. We don't. But we know. It. They're waiting for the Jordan the only statue that to, I know like, that plays come to life for the team. Right, now that might be exciting. He's not walking through that's that door. <laughs> Jordan could walk through that door right now and couldn't jump off higher than his cane right now. Jordan could probably start for that Bulls team. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, right man. now. That hurt. That hurt. Oh. That hurt. Yeah. I'd buy a ticket for that. I, I'm, I'm here for that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I go to that game. That would be the first sold-out post-COVID game in the entire NBA. That's true. Watch watch 56-year-old or whatever he is, Michael Jordan, uh, make a comeback. He could be like Vinny Minoso. Yep. He could play it every play decade. Every decade, yeah. Why not? 
Hey. If any if anyone deserves to give that to get that opportunity, it'd be him. <laughs> it would be him. It'd be ugly as hell, nope. but he deserves it. If you had to get a COVID shot to go to that game and you hadn't gotten yours, boy, watch the line for vaccination. Oh wait, speaking of that, it would go down. Speaking, have you all heard about what the state of Ohio is doing? And a few other states are following along. A lottery. That's a lot of baby. You can you can win a million dollars, and the first person to win in Ohio, the governor called to announce it to her. I'm what? like, man, why did I get my shot? Why did I go to Ohio? That's way better than New York. All you got was a burger and fries. Yeah, fries. Right. Yeah, he sure did do that. Um, yeah, burger and fries. You didn't get anything down here but a, a gift card to a grocery store. Yeah, it's, it, that sucks. We, we should all have gone to Ohio. Right now. That, gift card is, <laughs> that gift card is more than what I got. <laughs> I got the opportunity yeah. to sit for 15 minutes and then say goodbye. Yeah, that, that's that's what I got. I got it early before they started giving the gift cards away. So, yeah, I got the same thing. I got to sit there and, and feel my feet get warm for, for 15, 20 minutes. That's about all I got. So I'm, I'm and I there. went to one of the mass vaccination locations in the parking lot at the United Center. And you didn't see Jordan? You didn't tell him what's up? You didn't tell him I'm doing this for you? I don't think he was there. I don't think he was there. You can't even see the Jordan statue anymore. You have, in order to see the Jordan statue, you have to go inside. Yeah, they took it from now. I mean, they I understand it. why they did it. I understand why they did it. But it took away from the tourist attraction of just going to take a picture with the statue. Now it's inside the stadium to protect the stadium from the statue from the elements, the Chicago elements. Because when yeah, they I... built it, they didn't know. And when they built it and sat it outside, they, they didn't think that the Chicago elements at that time were going to. But no, they didn't. They we didn't think about Chicago weather. Wow. Right. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, because keep it real, the George Halas statue and the Walter Payton statue are still outside. <laughs> well, that's because yeah, you know, they're the Bears and they're Chicago stuff. Uh, that's funny because they have statues uh-uh. up here and up. They have statues up here in Green Bay, and I, I think the weather up here is a little worse. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the cows mm. on parade and outside since the they got the they got the Lombardi. They got the oh, curly, the curly Lambo and the Vince Lombardi trophies yes. out there, and they don't, they don't seem to be degrading. They haven't moved them inside the atrium yet. Mm. Okay. One so of those situations. So you mentioned you mentioned Bay Bear. Are tougher than Chicago statues? Is that what you're telling me? Green Uh-oh. Bay statues are tougher than Chicago statues. Okay. So yeah. You gonna start fighting over this phone call? You trying to start fighting? Well, before, huh? before, before you even start a fight over that, they did say that this was a Bear show, and they did. Mentioned on the festival outside of Soldier <laughs> Field, and so we're dealing with quite a bit here in Chicago. And one of two of the things are on the table: moving the Chicago Bears out of the city of Chicago because the yep. stadium is trash, and we all know it was trash. I, I heard they want to move them. I heard they want to move them out to the uh, Arlington Racetrack. Yep, yes. that's that's not the, that's not the big that, one. The next thing, the next thing that popped up was they were for sale. We were like, well. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that yeah. popped up one or two days ago. Hmm. Y'all better hope Ricketts doesn't buy them. Oh, gosh. I hope you don't have no more money. 
<laughs> you can't afford to play. You can't afford. You know, you can't afford with the most uh, one of the most cash rich franchises in baseball to pay his players. So, man, exactly. So I'm. Hey, 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 so Chris Bryant got his. Ago? Chris Bryant got his MVP and his championship. Now we can get rid of him. You know, Chris, as a Cubs fan, I'm, I'm, I'm still basking in the glory of 2016. I got a. I got a mm-hmm. hundred. I got 103 years before they they need to win another championship, right? Isn't that what I they went too. last? I'm right with you. That's that's what it was. I'm right with you. I'm but good. See, one of Can't the things that I said, to, one of the things I said to you back then, Jason, um, sitting in Jack's tap, was I said the problem with the Cubs will end up being they're going to turn into the 1990s Atlanta Braves. Should have won more than one. Only win one. We don't care. The Atlanta Braves should have won about five. The, that, that's okay. That's okay. Thank they you. got that one. They got it. They got that one. I live in Wisconsin. I got to hear from the Brewer fans, and I can be like, oh, wait, how many, how many World Series championships have you won in my lifetime? <laughs> that's right. None. Right. Brewers go to the sewers. Go away. I don't need to – I don't tell, stop talking to me about 1982. I, I don't care about 1982. <laughs> Go away. It's so monumentous, though. Like, it shut down cities. Like, it was, like, pure quiet until that last hit. That was oh. awesome. I, if it's another 103 years, I'm good. I, I got I, it. That was I got awesome. it. I got, something, awesome. I got something that, like, generations of my family never saw. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I, mean, I, was, I, I, want them, I, like that, I like that they compete. I like to think, you know, and they're good. And they're good every year. There's a reason to watch baseball in August and September. I went to the Apple store the day of the parade, right? I had on my white socks, black hat. And somebody had the nerve and the audacity to say, why would you wear this hat on this day? I said, excuse me, miss. I guarantee you there was not a Cubs fan that cared about 2005. I can vouch for that. Words in there. <laughs> she didn't say another we word. We don't even. We don't even. This is the funny thing. In Chicago, you're either a Cubs fan or a Sox fan, either South Sider or North Sider. And the funny thing is, White Sox fans are Cubs fans all the time. We don't even know the White Sox record until it's time for the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, you know, like, oh, like, Andre, and I, Andre and I have had this discussion a lot that there really are only two. There are only two types of baseball fans in Chicago. There's Cubs fans. And then there's anti-Cubs fans. Because I, exactly. I, I, I grew up for most of my life in Chicago where, where the Sox fans cared more about the Cubs losing than the Sox winning. And then Sox I win, challenge right. you on that. I challenge you on that. No, 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 no. Now, what, what, what White Sox fans are embarrassed about is we often look good pre-All-Star break. It's that post-All-Star break that really kills us. Even the year the White Sox won the World Series, they got out such so far to a head start yeah. that it was hard to not be in first place. And then they still ended up not with the, sec- the best record in baseball by the end. They only had home field advantage because of that horrible rule they, they had during that time period the, that the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage. Uh, yeah, that rule. I hate it. That dumb rule. But I'm a White Sox fan, and I've been a White Sox fan since Harold Baines and Greg Luzinski. And Carlton Fisk were all on the same team at the same time. Now, if I'm honest with myself, though, the reason that I'm a White Sox fan has nothing to do with any altruism. 
Model Little League team, back then, we went to a White Sox game and a Cubs game that summer. First year I played baseball, we went to a White Sox game first. I guarantee you if we went to a Cubs game first, I probably would be a Cubs game, Cubs fan. And I appreciate I'm that. And I know and I know and I know Andre's not that way. He's a genuine no. White Sox fan. But I know that you can both admit there are those White Sox fans who are oh. more anti Cubs than they are pro White Sox. But I, 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 I don't I, have, I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Cubs fans. I have a problem with quote unquote Chicago fans. Pick your team and stick to your oh, team. Oh yeah, no no no. You can't you can't root for both. Yeah, if you root for both, you're not rooting for either. You know, and I don't, right. and I'm not, right. like these, and I don't, and I don't hate, I don't hate the White Sox. I mean, I do remember, I do remember when, when somebody asked me though, right before the World Series in 2005, because it looked like that the Cubs, I mean, it looked like the White Sox were going to play the Cardinals, right? Um, in 2005, okay. In 2005, because the Cardinals, I thought, was a better team, and, and Houston sort of, like, you know. Backdoor. I'll, I'll never forget Carlos Beltran just standing there watching a, a hanging breaking ball go right down the middle um, <laughs> at the end of that series against Houston and be like, what are you doing? Um, but somebody knew it was like, I'm a Cubs fan, so they knew that the White Sox could possibly play the Cardinals. And somebody asked so you, me, they said... There have been two teams that you just despise. And, 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 and this is 2005, and someone said, hey, I don't know if this is politically correct to say in, in 2021, but I'll tell you what I said. Uh, they, they they asked me so who are you going to root for if the Cubs I mean if the if the if the Cardinals play the White Sox in the World Series and I said Al Qaeda. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah, that. that probably was pretty bad. But that was in 2005, so that was probably hey, hey. 2005. I'll tell you this: I'm a card carrying member of I root against LeBron James. <laughs> I will tell you. Oh, we argue about this all day. Oh, no, no, but that's not the funny part. The funny part is I'm also a fan of Anthony Davis. So usually when LeBron was in the finals, I just rooted against LeBron. Uh-oh. Now that Anthony Davis is a member of the Lakers, I hated last year because I wanted Anthony Davis to win, but I wanted LeBron to lose. I can only watch the Lakers because uh, I'm an Anthony Davis fan. Would you get past that? Oh, no, man. no, the LeBron haters are strong, man. They're not going to ever get past They're that. That's ridiculous. Like I don't even yeah. know why. Uh, yeah, it, I know why. I, I, I can't really say why. Malone why. haters like this. This is what this is. They're <laughs> Malone haters. See, my the my, story my, behind my, them is a bit. <laughs> the reason I don't but, like LeBron know. is because I know how good he is. And I don't like some of the stuff that he does on the court. It's like you're too good, you're too smart to have to do this. I hate the flopping. I hate the flopping. I hate the flopping. And then when you're doing all of that flopping or on top of that, you're going up, dude, you are the size of Carmelo. Run a few people over with. Take a foul a couple of times. I hey, guess you can get struck by LeBron. Whatever works. Whatever I, works. No, I can't get and with Michael that. Michael Jordan I got three steps. That. Whatever works. I, I cannot get with that work. because I'm also People a fan get with of Michael Jordan, 80s and 90s basketball. You either. breathe on these players Whatever. nowadays. They act like they've been shot with a shotgun. <laughs> well, 
That's why I I always, it's always funny it. when you when you see the things about like who would you know like would would the would the would the Heat teams you know of recent memory would they how would they do against the eighties bowl the the nineties bowls and it's like you always try to take these teams out of different eras and they have that argument which is stupid because I'm like well which game are they playing uh, if they're playing in the nineties forget it true if they're playing now I always. They, I always do the reverse. I'm like, yeah, everybody <laughs> always talks about putting putting the Golden State in the 90s. Can you imagine Jordan playing now? Uh, no, no. Jordan could. Oh, my God. Jordan, I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine Golden State playing against the Pistons in the 90s. Yeah, Steph oh, Curry God. would be retired. He'd, he'd have broke his arm by now. <laughs> retired? He, he would have never made it. You know, I'm going to tell you, we did seat. watch Steph Curry in the night. Vinny Johnson came Curry. off the bench as the sixth man and would have killed him. Yeah. He was the chalkiest three-point shooter I've ever seen in my life. Microwave. He's a microwave. Right. That's right. Microwave. No, but people, people ask, well, what would Steph Curry have looked like in the 90s? His name is Dale Rose Kirk. Beef. He would have looked like Rose Beef. That's what he would have looked like in <laughs> the 90s. He would have looked like the Cowboy. He would have been basketball's Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine Jordan playing right now when they couldn't call – they call him a foul on everything? Jordan would average 65. 90s Jordan playing right now would average 65. These things that we look at – everybody talks about what James Harden – Looks like what he's putting up on the board. Put Jordan right now. J- Prime Jordan right now. I mean, I think I mean, but- any of them up, even down to John Stark. Oh, so many of them, the newer players couldn't hang. They couldn't deal because these guys, no matter what their background, race, creed, religion, a lot of them, besides just AAU and organized basketball, played on the street against people who were better than them that never even made it to the NBA. The competition was so high on the on those Proviso courts, it was unreal. Proviso East in the Shout out to Ronnie Fields. Alone. Exactly. Proviso. And they don't do I, that I, I, anymore. I, I, they, they're straight AAU, straight into the league, and then they got an ingrown toenail, and they out for 17 <laughs> games. I don't understand that. I have an ingrown toenail. I, I wear heels. They want me to come to work. I don't get it. I, I still try to. You're imagine. not worth twenty six million dollars. We love you, Cavs, but you're not worth twenty six million. That's why you still have to, to fight through it. They're like, take your eighty seven thousand dollars and type something. I get it. I <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I still try to imagine with that nineteen eighty eight eighty nine uh, flying a line. My team would have looked like if you add Ben Wilson to Kenny Battle, Marcus Liberty, and Kendall Gill, and Nick Anderson. I had Ben Wilson to all of that. And Steven Vardo, don't start dropping oh names off. I know the whole squad. We, we will, you, you correct. We wouldn't care who UNLV was. We wouldn't care who Duke was if you put Ben Wilson amongst all of that. Yeah, that's a, that's a real shame. <laughs> put Ben Wilson amongst all of that. Kenny Battle, Kendall Gill, Nick Anderson, Marcus Liberty, Steve Vardo. I mean, shoot, everybody still thinks if Kenny Battle came back one more year, Illinois would have been great. Right. Yeah, those are the days. <laughs> the, the days of, I mean, I, I'm not knocking AAU. AAU is great. But the days of the Pro-Am playing outside. Pro-Am was everything. So they were the on the black side. That, there that, there the were days in Chicago 
We could the go see Tim Hardaway, me, Mark McGuire. They they were actually outside in the neighborhoods, really playing. They they yeah. were Marcus Liberty. They were what, outside. The pro am to me was what we know of Rucker Park now. Right. Pro am was all of that, and they right. were. And I would never forget how great it was. And when they tried to move it inside, it didn't have the same cachet. And it definitely would not go nowadays. Showing my age. I'm showing my age. I'm showing my age. even different, too. Even if you listen to Magic, when Magic tells, you know, talks about his story being in Michigan, and he would take a shovel to outdoor basketball court and hit 300 shots a night in the snow. Like, you don't even hear stories like that anymore. You don't the, hear the when Jordan thing, got laughed out straight off the team, like, you'll never make it in basketball, and he's like, the GOAT. You never hear those workhorse stories anymore. The last like of those workhorse really stories was Kobe Bryant. Right after Kobe's passed, right after Kobe died, uh, I remember somebody talking about a story of Kobe uh, after being in a triple overtime game and they lost, he stayed in the gym and put up another thousand shots. After losing, he's like, I can't, I can't do this. I cannot lose. I got to make sure that, that the next night I don't miss that shot. Yeah, and it's definitely oh, different God. nowadays. There's just so much money. There's, there's too much risk to, to let these guys go out and play pro-ams and let these guys, you know, shoot around forever and play all – spring and summer and fall and whatnot. They still play, but it's not nearly as intense as it used to be. But see, that's the thing that I love, that the few players that still are like that, they still go for that for the love of the game clause. Jordan was who made it famous, but one of the most current people that has that still has that clause in his contract, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was notorious for during the time period he was in an OKC, would just go play ball at on some blacktop. He just would. Right, and now look at all the injuries. Well, he hasn't been able to do it because he's been sitting down. But I believe had he not been injured, he'd still be doing it. Right, that's the point. I'm sure a lot of the executives would be like, no, this is not a good idea. You you really shouldn't do this. Well, There's, there's so much money involved. I mean, there there's a there's a there's an interesting story of two players for the Bulls, this, this next one. And some of them just wanted to have fun. Michael Jordan notoriously talks about time periods where he would ride his, his crotch rocket down Lakeshore Drive in all black. One of the most dangerous things to do, a black motorcycle with all black all night. That's Michael Jordan. And then everybody also knows the flip side to that, of Jay Williams. Jay Williams. Of Jay Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I rode with Everybody. Mike. I kept him safe on his V-Ride. He went on a car track. He was on a V-Ride. The Phoenix Sun gave it to him as a retirement present. Okay. I'm with that. And but I rode like, with him. I will never forget when I got my motorcycle, my dad is like, yeah, how? I said, he asked me, what, did, what, did I, what do I have? I told him I have a, 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 an R6, a Yamaha R6. And he said, what did Jay Will have? I said, he had a Yamaha R6. He said, you're trying to tell me that world-class athletes had one, and that's what you have? I said, well, actually, mine's better. I said, his was a carburetor. Mine was mine is a fuel injection. He was like, so that you're proving my point. He said, you, he said, world-class athletes and you. 
I was like, oh, God, I can't win this one. No, you're not going to win that argument. <laughs> well, Dre, <laughs> Dre, you got to ask the question. The whole, the whole point, the whole reason, uh, you got to ask the question. I knew it was coming. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, my God. Jason, I told you the night of the draft. It's all about party. It's all good. You can bring out all the stats about uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks. You can bring out everything you want. The Bears traded up again to get another quarterback. How's that going to work? It's all good. We are celebrating. This is Chicago. We are feeling great. Right, Everything is fine man. until week one. We, we know week one is coming eventually. But for the next three months, it's a celebration. It's a party. We are feeling good. And this is why I, I wanted you on the show, because I know, Renard, you the biggest Bears fan that I know bigger than me. I wanted to know your feelings about it. I wanted to know your uh, feelings the night that it happened, what, when everything was going down, when all the speculation was in the air, um, the conversation that you and, and Kaz had then and, and have been having since. Uh, I know it's been electric. Uh, go for it. Let me know your, your real feelings about uh, Justin Fields, the newest Chicago Bears quarterback. Okay, well, first off, when the draft was on, I'm on the phone with my sister and – we're on we're, – we're on FaceTime, and my nieces are in the car, and I'm watching the draft, and I see trade come across the screen, and I see, I see the orange. Before I even see theirs, I yeah. didn't, it hadn't even come in focus yet. So I was like, oh, shoot, the Bears have traded. Yes, the Bears have traded. I know we're about to draft Justin Fields, but I can't believe it. Please don't tell me we're about to draft Mac Jones. Please don't tell me we're about to draft Mac Jones. We better not draft Mac Jones. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I said, but it's not going to happen. There's no way the Bears are about to draft a black quarterback. There's no way. And the, and the traffic goes to the Bears. The Bears have selected Justin Fields. I mean, we have drafted a black quarterback. <laughs> My nieces are looking at, the, at FaceTime like, what is wrong with their uncle? I said, you all don't understand. You all don't understand. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, that's just what happened at the draft. What I was telling Cassandra the other night, because she asked me a question. She said, oh, I said, I'm super excited. She said, you, you happy about Justin Fields? I said, Justin Fields could turn out to be the biggest bust ever. <laughs> I'm still happy. And she said, why are you still happy? I said, because this is the first time in my lifetime that it looked like the Bears have a plan. The Bears have had good drafts before. The Bears have had good draft picks before. They've had all the Hall of Famers, obviously. But this is the first time in the history of me watching the Bears but they seem to have a plan. I don't know how many times Not I have been for the Bears to draft. I, I don't know how many times the Bears have needed to draft offensive linemen. They went and got two. They have went. They seem to actually have a plan. When you look at what they do, did in free agency, no, they didn't go get any splash splash uh, players in free agency. This whole off season, and it's entirely possible once they decided to 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 get field that we have got to do more than just getting field. Because even if you look back at when they went and got Jay Cutler, if you look back at when they went and got Jay Cutler, they did nothing around Jay Cutler. They kept switching the offensive coordinator. They never got him an offensive line. And that whole time here when you're trying to tell me that Devin Hester is the number one wide receiver is an embarrassment as a Bears fan. They didn't try to get him a, a receiver so they – 
So they brought in Brandon Marshall. That is that's when they finally got him a receiver. All of this is my opinion. They look like they have a plan. Their plan could be wrong. They may have a bad plan. They may have a bad plan, but it's the first time it looks like they have a plan. Say that, Cass. I'm sorry what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not being a – I'm not a Bears fan, but I'm a Chicagoan, so my entire family are Bears fans, and so I've been – at the game since I thought so my funny bear story is when I was a little bitty girl I thought being a honey bear was a job and so I thought I was going to grow up and do that Oh. apparently it was I did I thought that was a job I was like oh I'm going to be a honey bear <laughs> it would be awesome I can look at football every Sunday it was great and a skirt mm-hmm. it was great um, <laughs> but they've always with the exception of whatever happened in 2005, which was super fun, their follow-through and their plan always seems to spontaneously combust as though it's one of those messages that they used to give, um, like, what was it, Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget, like, you know. It self-destructing by itself. Like, it, it, it self, exactly. Every time it looks like, huh. Okay, I'm gonna follow this and see where it goes. It's a dead end. It's like Looney Tunes where they should have made like a left back in Albuquerque. So I am not sold. I was very happy to see Fields drafted. I don't know what the Bears are gonna do with him. I've watched the Bears' history in what they pay people, how people are, how certain players are treated, and when they've got a plan on paper, and I've seen it play out, and I don't know if they threw the paper away. I, 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 don't, I don't know what happens with them, but I am not excited yet. I am hmm. super not excited. I was very confused when I even when got Andy Dalton. I was totally the, the, the whole argument that Renard and I have had when it comes to Mr. Trubisky, and when I saw this, I was very happy for the trade-up for him. I think Justin Fields definitely deserved to go in the first round, and it was a celebratory moment, but when it comes to actually being on the field and utilizing him correctly and seeing how he handles the fast and super strong play in the NFL, I just don't know with the play calling that I've seen in the past with Matt Nagy if it's going to be the dream that everyone wants it to be. I really have to see it first. And I'm normally a, a believer in a lot, especially moves that are made in the NFL. People – I always say, well, you've got hope in anything. I don't have hope in this yet. I really need, after watching Matt Nagy's play calling and, and the way that they totally just bomb certain games that they should have won, I am not convinced. And I don't want to see Justin Fields kind of be in a, in a Cleveland Brown situation as a quarterback here. I, I don't want to see that. But I am not confident in the play calling. They do have a plan, according to Renard. They did go get things they need, but how are they going to utilize them? Because the history of the Bears has been the utilization of the players that they have gotten has pretty much been trash. It's, it's really been trash. They've got – at one point they had an, an arsenal. They, I, I don't know what happened. So until I see what it looks like 
on the field, not just on paper, but on the field, I am not confident yet. I'm going to need you to stop. uh, I'm going to need you to stop speaking in logic over there. I'm going to need you to stop using so much logic. Is this? This is funny because this is is funny because our show was very similar. I'm, you know, our show was almost, you know, Andre's. He's he's literally got he's Jonestown like level Kool Aid over there, and 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 then I'm on the other side of that. And 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 he is, and, and I give him all the anti arguments, and he's like, "You're probably right, but you're not going to bring me down." And and then the music would play again. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, very similar, very similar. <laughs> all I'm going to say, not going to bring me down. Can't do it. <laughs> You're not going to bring me down with all this logic and realism shit. I ain't talking about that. I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm just yeah, looking at the pick, and I'm just celebrating all summer long. Party. Party time. You know, I'm not a Bears fan, but I'm, you know, I lived in Chicago most of my life. My best friend is a Bears fan, so I'm around it. And I'll tell you what, and, and I, when I said it on the show, I don't. Dre pushed back on me a little bit, but I, I think he begrudgingly accepted some of what I was saying, and that is that the Bears history and the organization and the media mm-hmm. in that town and the fan base are the worst for a quarterback in in all of the NFL. So true. Very true. The favorite quarterback of any Bears fan is the backup. And if it's the and if the backup fails, then it's the third string guy. And, and, you know, so the, there the, it is a recipe for disaster that media just clamors for quarterback controversy. Uh, the fans are always after, you know, who's going to be the next guy. It is it is where quarterbacks go to die. It is truly where quarterbacks go to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of that I'm matters. Give that title to Cleveland. Yes. I'm not, I'm not eating that title. That title belongs to Cleveland. Next. Where's the most successful There's having bad quarterbacks, and the Bears have had plenty. But then there's the mm-hmm. treatment of the quarterbacks, and exactly. we don't know if the Bears quarterbacks that they've had over the years could be any good. I mean, we, do we forget that the Bears fans, the, the prototypical quote-unquote Bears fan, preferred Steve Walsh to Eric Kramer? And I will never forget that. I, I don't forget I that I at all. Drink. I don't forget that at all. I'm going to remind Bears fans that – Jim McMahon has two Super Bowl rings, and the second one was as a as a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't play for that title. He didn't play. He was the backup. He was Brett Favre's backup. He was. Um, but one of the things is what gets on my nerves about Bears fans is and their and their memory of quarterbacks is oh. This guy is horrible. That guy is horrible. And usually the ones they call so horrible have some of the highest stats in Bears history. Like Jay Cutler, the best quarterback Jay in Bears Cutler history? Owns every, Jay Cutler owns that. every stat that the Bears have had. But I'm not even talking about just about Jay Cutler because there have been other QBs, like even when we had Kyle Orton. We traded Kyle Orton. 
as much as I was one of the people that was happy about Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton owns multiple single season records that the Bears had. People forget that. Um, I forget Ortman. the QB that no, the Bears had. I like had. Kyle. <laughs> I like Kyle. They all loved Orton. I did like Kyle. The people, for, I forget the QB that the Bears had that one season that ended up getting suspended because he bought something from GNC. Um, at that that point in time, he had he was breaking the bear the most uh, passing yards in a Bears game three games in a row. Then he got he had to sit because he had a a banned substance for something that he bought over the counter. I don't the remember. Bears, I, why do I remember that but not remember who the guy was? He must not have been. And then the I'm a Bears fan. It's and a I guy that's on like talk guy. radio every week. He's he's not an unknown person, but and and I think the reason why nobody really remembers it or holds it against him is because none of us blamed him. None of us blamed him. All of us saw us as that idiot that ran the GNC and didn't know any better. <laughs> you get to pass. <laughs> so so that means just, just with with that in mind. Andy Dalton has to be the week one starter, right? He just has to be. Oh, Andy Dalton, we should have never went and got him because my thought on Andy Dalton is the same thing. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are one and the same person. Why do we have two of the same quarterback on the same team? But but he need, he has to start week one. But then going back to last year, Nick Foles they, and Mitch Trubisky were the and, same guy. I, I hope they hey, was it Mark Sanchez? Was that it? I forgot was about the Bucs on the was on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah, about that too. What a Bears fan are you guys? What's happening? <laughs> I know every trash. Trying to put all this garbage in our. Trying to put all that garbage in the past. We're not trying to you think all, about those You need guys. all the Bears. You, all the Bears trash quarterbacks like like Henry Burris. Stop. Uh, but, there it is. Steve Stenstrom. Stop, Stop it. I know what you're doing. Stop. Peter, Peter, Peter Tom Willis? <laughs> you're going to make me play the music again. No, no the, whole, the whole reason I'm saying Andy Dalton has to start, or whoever, Justin Fields can't start week one. You need him to be the hero. I said that. He oh needs to be God. the Thank guy. You, he needs to be the guy that the media and the fans clamor for because the yes. other guy stinks. You can't just throw him out there because if he's bad right away, right away the, the, the will run him out of town. And I said that, and every Bears fan wants to argue with me. I'm like, they cannot start Fields. They've got to I have a situation want... where he comes in and becomes the savior, but hopefully not against Green Bay. I don't think that's going to be. What I want is one of two things. The one that's more likely to happen is Andy Dalton basically plays the Alex Smith uh, role to Pat Mahomes, and Andy Dalton starts the entire season. I will be okay with that. But I would not have any problem if the Russell Wilson situation takes place. He was expected to be on the bench, and he came into training camp, and it just was undeniable. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I don't either, but I would not have any problem with it. <laughs> I'm talking about the Bears. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that Russell Wilson right. situation, I mean, that was so bizarre. I mean, that was – they signed it Matt was. Flynn. They signed Matt Flynn. To that contract, he never so plays a hundred and thirty million dollar contract and, to never and, play. Right, Russell Wilson's a third round uh, draft pick. Um, 
who who just <laughs> clearly was the guy. Yeah, finding you those type of jobs. Hey, we like your resume. We're gonna sign. We're gonna hire you for hundred and twenty thousand dollars. You don't have to work, though. You don't know. <laughs> We're all looking for those jobs. Yeah, well, I mean, Matt Flynn had the game. I remember that off season when I predicted that Matt Flynn would go to Seattle after he had that fifty-six point game in the week seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and broke like all the single game passing records for the Packers against uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. I believe that was also in a game that Detroit needed to win to make the playoffs. It was very reminiscent of that. that. uh, Yeah, was very reminiscent of that Tua game that he put up against the Bills in Week 17 this last year, where the Bills are literally playing for nothing, and Tua played like one of the worst games of all time that you'll see at quarterback. So, you know, that's another situation I hope the the Bears don't get into. Is if let's say they don't start Justin Fields and they do play. Andy Dalton, and now he's got a career resurgence going, and then they bench him like they did in Miami, and they just wrecked their whole season. They won't do that either. They're not going to give Andy Dalton the ball and, and watch him put them in playoff position halfway through the season, and then say, "Um, you're benched." You're benched. <laughs> well, no, but, but you know what? Somebody, I was listening to a talk show recently. What happens if Andy Dalton leaves the Bears to the playoffs? Then Andy Dalton gets a nice contract from somebody next year. Gets a lot of money from somewhere. To let to let to say goodbye after going to the playoffs, are they dumb enough to re-sign him and make Fields sit longer? Yes, they are. No, no, they're dumb enough. Yes, they would. We call that in Chicago. In Chicago, we call that the Gary Gaetti syndrome. (laughs) Respect the veteran. They definitely would. Because that's they what they did with Gary Gaetti, the Cubs, after he hit that home run in the playoff game. He hits that three-run homer against Atlanta. He's clearly washed up. And then they just threw boatloads of cash at him just to be a bum. <laughs> we can't let him go now. He's our hero. I, I'm not, I am working yeah. in the wrong industries. I am not, a, I am, I'm not loyal uh, <laughs> when it comes to sports. So, yeah, you, you get what you can out of the guy and say goodbye. We have a plan. You're yeah. not part of it. Goodbye. Thank you. Well, I, the reason I don't think they're going to uh, make Andy Dalton the, the long-term guy or anything like that is because I think the whole point of having the, 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 the cojones to move up to draft Justin Fields that high is you, you're going to make him your guy. If not this year, then definitely next year. You didn't draft – you didn't give away more draft picks to move up to take him in order to sit him for two or three years. They're just not going to do I that. I refuse to believe like that. that though. Is Nick Foles still here? Oh, God. Is he? I, I, like he I don't trust. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I have to, from the Bears. I have to see it work. I love the draft pick, but I've seen what they've done. I, I, I'm still trying to understand, and and God rest his soul. But I'm still trying to understand why they let Thomas Jones go. I, I, I I'm, and that was over ten years ago. Like I, I don't understand. The Bears. I don't understand I understand, them. I understand the fear about this. I also understand the fear that the the Bears are going to be running their organization this year with a you know with a GM and a coach who are basically going to feel like every move is going to get them shown the door. And I think that's going to drive mm-hmm. a lot of you know. And they're going to. I don't think that's going to like. There's no plan if the plan is don't get fired. If that's the plan, they're going to not run this team very well. 
I, well, I, I don't think they made that move for, for that, fields if they don't have that fear of getting fired. I think that's what drove them to make such a move like that. Right. So then when right. they get fired, but then how do they utilize well, it then? There's no new right. So but the plan see, is year, they, they get, didn't feel like they were going to get fired in previous years. They finally felt like they could get fired, and they got smart finally. Hey, maybe with those two, they need to fear being fired because they went out and did something and did something right for a change. Because to no. Me, no. The, the best, they went the out and, and did some Justin cool Fields. drafting. The best, pick, the best <laughs> pick was not Justin Fields. The best pick was the fact that they went and got offensive linemen behind Justin Fields. But I'm That's also the best looking part. at what everybody else picked, even down to Detroit, which if you if you, you can go get – I remember when the, the, the – I don't know what to call them, the Washington football team now. Is that what they are? Okay, they still guys. call themselves that, yeah. They went and bought some of the most expensive players in the world and put them on their team, and I, Yeah, wow. that, that's um, back when they went and got Deion Sanders and a Deion, little bit of everybody right, else. They just were like, I just. And well, Deion Sanders was like, I will take this check. He said, I will take this check. <laughs> Oh, man, was it, so, uh, was it until Bruce I see and, uh, a better coaching strategy, like what what changes have they made coaching wise? Like if Matt Nagy is still calling the plays, I'll I'm gonna be still sitting there holding the towel, like biting it. I, I don't think it's gonna work. Wasn't that was that Bill Lazor? Who was it? Yeah, supposed to come in and change everything and and be the the new offensive genius and yeah. Uh, but that's all oh, yeah. looking past the, exactly. the pick. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm not celebrating the so what do you think about, what's gonna happen what do you think with about the pick the in the future. What do you think about uh Mr. Chuck Strong retiring and the Bears being smart enough to not just force themselves to just go get a big name, they they hired the, the new D C from within. Who, who who did they uh, bring over for a D coordinator? It, I for, that's the problem. I don't remember his name. I just know he was on staff. Oh, that's here again. Yeah. That's not good. Right. They, they didn't go out well, and how hire the defense some. Looked, how the defense look last year to you guys? Dre, and this is a Dre Renard question. We're going to sit back, Dre. How did the defense look to you guys last season? I want Vic Fangio back. That's how it looked last, <laughs> last season. <laughs> the, yeah, I, I was going to say uh, slightly less uh, – less than what they could have been. I knew the moment that the Bears had that good season, Vic Fangio was gone. And the moment that that, uh, that the Denver job came open, I knew immediately there was not a team that was more built for Vic Fangio than the Denver Broncos. I, way back when we got, uh, when we got Matt Nagy, I said back then that I didn't like that we signed Matt Nagy because I wanted the Bears to to uh, sign Vic Fangio as their head coach because I did not want to lose Vic Fangio. I felt like back then the smartest thing that uh, Matt Nagy did was find a way to talk Vic Fangio into staying another season. Vic Fangio, I became a fan of Fangio when he was with San Francisco. I wish we could get him back. I wish we could get him back. 
I yeah, really do uh, wish we could. They, they promoted Sean De, Sean Desai to be their uh, the new D coordinator from from within, um, and it's going to probably not work out well because they're doing things like letting Kyle Fuller go. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's not what it used to be. Uh, that's for sure. And they they got a lot of work to do. Um, and Jay, but, uh, Dre, I need to tell you this: Cassandra is has never drunk the Kool Aid on Kyle Fuller. I was not really? a fan of him in the early years, but he became a, a more than serviceable cornerback. I did not believe we should have let him go. I don't feel like the I didn't feel like the amount of money that we saved was worth letting him go. I, I definitely agree with that. I, I don't. If you're gonna let him go, have a plan to fill those shoes and and really, you know, obviously make it where. Oh, okay, I see what they're doing. Uh, again, have a plan. I feel like they did that without having a plan, without uh, actually knowing what they're going to do to to fill his shoes and to, and to make it so that it's not just a big gaping hole uh, in the defense. But right now, it looks like a big gaping hole. A big gaping mm-hmm. hole. Well, I'll say this: um, I was very excited to see Fields get drafted. I thought it was kind of cool to see him drafted to the Bears because that was a very historic moment, definitely based on the Bears' track record. Um, so. It was Definitely a game changer. I don't know how they're going to utilize them, and that's where my fear comes in. So I do need to watch the first five games to figure out what's going on, especially with the amount of money they threw at Andy Dalton. Nick Foles is still here, so I really want to watch it play out. But I'm not going to trample all over the Bears because I'm a Vikings fan, and I have no damn idea what's going on over there. I I'm Mr. So $84 million dollar man is over there looking like Mr. 84 cent you know, man. With one of the smartest agents ever because he probably called him before last season started and was like, you're trash. You know you're trash, so let's just go ahead and exercise this option and get the rest of your money because I think they're going to start coming after you with pitchforks. Um, he's another one, though, unfortunately, like Jay Cutler, actually does look good on paper, but um, I'm going to say this and I know people are going to listen to your show, and they're probably going to be, there's probably going to be a Viking ship in front of my house tomorrow, and it's okay, go. <laughs> but I um think we got to give up the head coach. Uh, you're done with Zim? I like, yeah, I like Zim, but I don't think for what needs to happen and the way the league is changing and how fast, the game is and how versatile players are, I don't think that's something that Zim is grasping a hold of. So I believe that the Vikings are losing games based on an old thought process and coaching. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't have any argument with that. I like like Zim, but for where the game is going, how you guys are drafting and what you want these players to do – you're, you're you're ten steps behind, and that's why. And the other it's a part, threat. You, the, go ahead. The other part that I would add to that statement is, there were certain teams that were able to pull that off and extend that theory. If your defense was dominant, the dominance of the Vikings defense did not keep up, as the lack of creativity is taking place with the offense. You can have a you can have a vanilla offense if your defense is killer, 
Their defense isn't what Both it was. Both sides of the ball, ago. they just did not do a good job. And so, and to see so many players that they've allowed to let go, one of my favorite um, corner slash safeties is now with Philly. Like, they just, it wasn't the players that they had. To, to be honest, it was the coaching. Zim can't finish a game. So Detroit shouldn't have been a huge threat to us. But we were terrified playing Detroit. Detroit just flowed better. I mean, the way Andy Reid was with Kansas City, like I watched certain coaches, and then I would come back to Zim. Zim's a great coach, um, but not for what's needed to compete to really get to the postseason and and get to the final championship game of the conference. He's not that. And this is the one thing that I feel that Vikings fans and Vikings media have in common with Bears media. Once you find a darling and a sweetheart, they just won't let go. Them is their sweetheart. And no matter how bad Mike coaches a game, and makes these horrible decisions, it's just their sweetheart, like Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was the Bears' sweetheart for the media, and even if he did bad and the fans were throwing cans on the field, they were still going to be at the next game hoping that Jay Cutler did something different other than Jay Cutlering himself. And that's a problem, and I don't – and the Wolves need to get rid of them. I, I think he's awesome, but I don't think he's good in this situation for how fast and how competitive the game is going. I mean, you, you really do now have running backs that can be wide out and corners. Like, this, this, is, this is a new type of game. This isn't I'm a wide out and that's all I'm going to do. They're wide outs mm-hmm. lining up in the running back position. They're wide outs that, you know, are, are, are playing slot. It, it's just a different type of game. And the speed of the game now is ridiculous. And athleticism is even more competitive. Got to get a coach that understands that and that drafts along that level and utilizes the players along that level or, you know, the Vikings and the freaking Detroit Lions going to be fighting for last (laughs) spot. Like, no, it belongs to me. No, I want it. Because Green Bay never cares. Green Bay could come out and lose all of the five first games that they play and still end up in the Super Bowl. Like, it's the craziest right. shit I've ever <laughs> R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> Would you stop well, talking you... about that R-E-L-A-X? That stops But Green that Bay does from every year. Winning. But Green Bay, Green Bay comes out the gate. Green Bay comes out the gate like – we're just here. We ain't told us to be here at noon, so, you know. And by mid-season, you're very confused. My favorite, and I'm not even a Packers fan, being from Chicago and being a Vikings fan, that's a whole thing. But when they hurt Jay Cutler, I mean, not Jay Cutler, but when they actually hurt Aaron Rodgers and he purposely came back to play damn near with one arm, like you won't beat me in this game. Oh, you're thinking you're 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 pouring salt on some wounds right now. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching that game. Was that Khalil Mack when he it's rolled up Aaron Rodgers? Game we have. It's a Bears <laughs> win that game. game. We have a first round bye. If the Bears win that game, we have a first round bye, and the double joint doesn't even have a chance to happen. 
Ugh. He yeah. was out there with like a whole. I think he had six canes and a brace on it. He was like, "But you won't win this one." Yeah. I guarantee playing, that. He, he, I remember he came out. We had basically uh, the Bears played the best defensive first half I've ever seen, and still lost. And and, and Aaron Rodgers was dead. I, I was convinced he yeah. was just like. I remember my wife was watching the game with me, and when he got rolled up and you saw his leg going, and I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm sure it ends in CL, whatever he just had happen. Mm-hmm. And that was MCL, PCL, ACL, you know, everything. <laughs> that was that was all of it. It just has CL at the end of it. He ain't coming back. I'm like, he's done. He comes limping out there at halftime and leads them all the he way back and wins the game. Uh, no. And, and this is and not and the first time he's done that the to the Bears. The got in the game, and the backup looks – so bad yeah. that the backup looks so bad that a person on one leg, they let a one-legged person go back out there. That's how bad the backup looks. When you when you when you have a one-legged person, is a better option than what you have out here. Because uh, Khalil Mack had got a strip sack fumble and an interception on back-to-back drives. Yeah. With that backup, <laughs> that was his first game. Wasn't that Max's first game with the Bears? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it was. He had got on back-to-back drives for Green Bay. He got a strip sack fumble, and he got a interception. <laughs> Back to, yeah. and I'm sitting up there ecstatic, like yes, Khalil. Because one of the things is Cassandra knew something about me when Khalil Mack was a rookie coming out of Buffalo. I wanted the Bears to find a way to trade up to get him, and it didn't happen. I did not fathom that we would somehow get him years later. So, you know, those guys are so hard I to find, pass rushers like that. They are, and I don't like oh, how they utilized the last two seasons. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> but the thing, what, but, what was but, so dope so to me when it comes season, to our conference, you can't – I I think that, like, Aaron Rodgers is like the T-shirt definition of give me the ball, coach. Like, I, I don't understand what he what he does. I remember being in the airport watching one of the best walk-off touchdowns ever. He hit my man in the end zone, and the whole team was like, great, we're in zero. We got a place to be like the airport. We're leaving. And the other team was like, wait, we lost? Absolutely <laughs> love <laughs> I think that's if the best entertainment if there was you're going to get next to Russell Wilson in football. Aaron Rodgers. I... If there was ever a Mr. Clutch in football, it's Aaron Rodgers. And the reason I is – I can't argue. The reason is, how many people do you know have multiple Hail Marys in their rep- repertoire? Multiple. And two on one drive. He had like three in a He season. did have two on – yeah, he did. He had two on one drive. A few drive. years ago, and I think he had when, he had like three in three in four weeks or something like that at one point. Yeah, right. that was the one when he had two in one drive. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he the had crazy that one. Thing was, that was that Arizona yeah. game, I think. He had the one from basically their goal line to midfield, and then the touchdown. And see, the other thing about it is. When most quarterbacks throw a Hail Mary, they're putting all their entire arm in it. They're rolling out so they have time to cock back. Aaron Rodgers does it effortlessly. He doesn't even look like he draws his arm back that He just does it effortlessly. I think so. 
Yeah, the, the, the funniest thing, and Bernard, we used to have a joke, and, and Jay, you'll love this. Years ago when we were doing the show, we had, we would watch Green Bay. And our biggest joke, it was like about maybe, what, three years ago, three, four years ago, we were like the Green Bay Packers are basically like going in the supermarket getting players like, hey, our team's injured. You look like a big guy. You want to play? And still winning games. Like Aaron Rodgers was throwing the people. We didn't even know the names on the back of the yep. jerseys. Like we're looking at the stat sheet like, who the hell is this guy? Like, <laughs> But last week he was at Kroger bagging groceries. Like we, that was our running joke, and they would still win. Yeah, your boy Jake. Why are you Kumaro. reminding me of stuff? Like oh that? man, don't don't start me on the Jake Jake Kumaro, uh fan club. That was your guy. He, he had no, a touchdown. Yeah. He had one. He had one touchdown catch for Buffalo, and then they cut him. And usually I'm just completely nauseous about all this Aaron Rodgers love and all this talk, but I'm okay with it now. Uh, not only is it you know, still the summer of celebration, but I'm also okay because I know next season Aaron Rodgers is going to make a great Denver Bronco. Man, but, but the funny thing about it is who would have thunk that in one off season, the Bears would have the best quarterback in the division? Celebration. Uh they don't. They, wait, wait, you mean Andy Dalton? Right, I'm confused. I'm, no, Justin right. Fields is the best quarterback in the division. Cause no, I'm, no, no. We know, that, we know, we know no, Kirk no. Cousins is not no, the no, best no, quarterback. No, no. Jason Goff, no. Goff, Jason is, Goff is horrible. He's played football now? Right, it's horrible. <laughs> He's horrible. Or Jerry. <laughs> Jerry um, Goff, excuse me. Sorry, Jared sorry, Goff, sorry. you that, know what? That, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Okay. He's, he's, Cody, I can't, I'm not going to say that Justin Fields is no, better Jared, than, you, you than don't, Kirk I'm not, Cousins. I'm not letting that one slide, I, Jason. I'm not letting that one slide. Or Jared, Jared Goff. Goff went to a I, Super Bowl. I can't until yeah. I see he how he's to, utilized. I can't. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 wait a minute. Let's pause right here. Before we go go that far and went to some logic test, I'm not letting that slide. <laughs> Goff went to a Super Bowl, but so did Rex Grossman. And so did Nick Foles. No. Yeah. And you know what? And right. until I see better, Rex Grossman's a better quarterback than Justin Fields. So I'll, there's your logic right back at you. Well, and no, 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 no. And my logic is, my logic is, we know, how, we know how bad golf is. <laughs> we know how bad golf is. We don't know how bad or good Fields is. So I would rather, I would rather go with Fields because we know how bad golf is. Goff can't even call a play. He's got to let the coach call the play for him. Uh-oh. So it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Mm. So this is the hey, Bears' logic, Jay. This is the Bears' logic. You know what, Andre? Andre is going to play the song. You, I just feel like Dre is going to play the song. <laughs> you know what? I, I apologize because Dre just summed it up perfectly that I'm trying to debate this with a Bears fan, and the last thing you debate with Bears fans is quarterbacks. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. But, but Jay, I'm like you I mean, every day. Jason, if we're, if we're going there. The biggest, but we used to have the biggest knockout, drag out, Jay Cutler fights. Like, we used to really. He's the best quarterback in Bears history. It, it's un, it, it's, there's no debate. See, That's sad. That's sad. I will never forget. It, it is kind of sad, and it's not close. Uh, I, 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 there was a point in time when we were doing our show weekly, 
at a uh, at a Southside dive bar, okay? And we were, we oh, were yeah. recording it at a dive bar. And I believe we were playing St. Louis on this particular day. And St. Louis was destroying the Bears on this particular day. Um, and for for those fans who don't know who that is, if you were like born in like two thousand, that's the Rams, the LA Rams, yes. the Rams. Okay. They were Rams. Rams. Okay. <laughs> they, they were destroying the Bears. They were destroying the Bears, and this guy was watching the game, and he had the nerve and the gall and the audacity to call Jay Cutler soft. When oh I my God! What's because he was oh, walking man, around man. in the mall with his girlfriend after he got both his knees blown out? He's oh, not man. Chicago when tough. I... He's not tough. <laughs> He's when, a bum. When I ran off a list of stats on this dude, he got quiet and didn't say nothing. For the rest of the Because he was a Cardinals, I mean, a Rams fan. But this is is Mike from Romeoville. Jay Cutler's a bum. (laughs) All I know is I I shut him up, but that wasn't the funny part. After I shut him up and ran off those stats on him, all his boys kept cracking jokes like, dude, you done got quiet. You let him shut you up. You ain't said <laughs> nothing. His boys kept riding him out for the rest of the game. He's like, I, and apparently this is a guy that doesn't shut up. I made him quiet. He didn't open his mouth for the rest of the game. He just sat there drinking beer and was quiet. They, yeah. they even he said, must not have been a real Bears fan then. Every week and hurt his feelings. Hey. The he real Bears fan just comes there. right back. I don't care what you say. I want Caleb Haney. He's better than oh. Cutler. <laughs> Caleb Haney. You know what? That's funny, though, because there were Bears fans who were really calling for Caleb Haney. They were Haney. I didn't have a problem with him. But to call him soft and he was averaging 56 sacks a season for like three yep. years in a row. He was just getting annihilated. Jay, Jay, He's not right. You don't get to call that person I'm sorry. About Jay Cutler, I felt like Renard recycled the old phrase, like, you know, when we have to hear the Reggie Grossman as our quarterback, I should have gotten Renard to start this kid. Jay Cutler is our quarterback. quarterback because, oh, man. We get off the bus running. <laughs> Jay Cutler is our quarterback. Yeah, All right, love he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't let him die. But see, I, I, I'm still mad at Lovey Smith because he did two things with that. He decided – Cedric Benson was great, and we're going to get rid of Thomas Jones. And cut and my boy Thomas Benson Jones, was, and that was ridiculous. And he also decided, I don't need to draft Adrian Peterson because Cedric Benson is better. Mm. Wait, and there's a third There's a third part. I'm also going to get rid of my assistant coach because I think he wants my job. <laughs> well, that happens oh, everywhere. Gosh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> and I sent Ron Rivera right out of here. Ron Rivera so key the success of the Bears. Ron Rivera was the DC of that of that season, wasn't he? Yep, he sure was. Oh my gosh. But Thomas Jones was a human muscle. He was one giant. He was muscle. a great he was a great addition. If the Bears ever I mean, had and this but, is gonna sound really bad, because I'm friends with Lance, I'm 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 friends with oh shit, then everybody off of that team, aren't I? <laughs> I 
I'm going to tell you something. Jason, Dre, Cass is not a Bears fan. For two years, she was a Bears fan because of Bernard Berrien. The moment Bernard, that Bernard Berrien... Um, Thomas, Pina... You will co-sign this statement when I finish. You will co-sign this. She was a Bears fan for that short time period. The moment that Bernard Berrien became a free agent and signed with which is her actual favorite team. She said, I get to be friends with Bernard Berrien and he's a Viking now. He was like, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> but those are my friends though. Like those are literally like my friends. Like I, I still talk to Lance and his comic book is doing great. I still talk to Peanut. Oh my God, I can't believe his daughters are on their way out of high school. Like those are actually my friends. So I, I didn't feel like I was a Bears fan. I felt like I was supporting my friends. And but but to be honest, they were like trash. So they were like <laughs> they were like everybody's second string play. No, I'm I'm so serious. And they were just so hyped up on motivation that their chemistry worked. The chemistry worked. They were just determined to we're just gonna beat everybody up on the field and keep going, sis. That's all they would tell me. Like. I, they didn't even know what the score was. They just wanted to know. They didn't care if they won by one point. They were like, our goal is to beat everybody up on the field and keep going. So it's like that was I'm their team. You, so it was motivating the entire team the, on both sides of the ball. I, the most beautiful thing about that Super Bowl run was the stupidity of Reggie Bush. The moment that Reggie Bush tried to punt, waving in there, and Lance Briggs. He didn't do anything for the rest of the game. He nope. didn't do anything he did not. for the rest of that game. He did not. <laughs> oh, you he did not. This. It was his fault. It was his fault that the Saints lost that game. Because had he not done that, that defense might not have decided, oh, you're not, you're not doing anything for the rest of the game. Had he not done that, the Saints might have yeah. gone to the Super Bowl that year. He woke up. Was that, that was amazing, and I was really cold in that game supporting my friends. I had on like three oh, no. but it was awesome. I, I will never forget the story that Cassandra told me about the heated long underwear and the heated socks that she had, and when the I battery did. went out on one side, the, the battery side went out, warm, and, and I couldn't cheer anymore. Cold. I was like, I don't understand what's happening to half my body. <laughs> half of her body was warm. The other I don't half know was what cold. just happened. But the greatest thing was after Reggie Bush did what he did to see Bernard Marion make that catch and run it into the end zone, that was it. That was it. That was over. The Saints never made a comeback. It was beautiful. But you guys want to know what I think the most disrespectful thing I ever <laughs> this is funny to me, that I ever saw in the history of a team winning the Super Bowl was when the Saints won the Super Bowl, which pissed me clear off, so they shouldn't have been there. The Vikings should have been there, but that's a whole different show. Whenever you guys want to have that show, call us back. Um <laughs> But when they were interviewing Reggie Bush and Kim Kardashian took the microphone, I was like, this oh, is wow. the greatest moment ever. <laughs> that was like, I was like, somebody hit her with something. Like, <laughs> what is she Why is she talking? She, but she did the whole interview like she played the game. And then Ray J did later. hit her with something. That's why she got those, that kind of confidence. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? I mean, uh, I'm going to say something, and I'm wrong for saying this, 
But Reggie Bush definitely has a type because if you see what Reggie Bush's wife looks like, it's a knockoff of Kim Kardashian. And her sidekicks. They all look like that. But what I mean, that's the whole build a body look now though. That's that's the right, whole that's... build a body look. That's what it looks like on everybody. They, they all look like that. That's it. Yeah. All right. I don't even know who Chloe Kardashian is. When she came out and revealed herself, I thought she was an imposter and they should call the police. Man, she looked unique before she came back. I didn't even believe that was her. I was like, no, nah, this is fake. I didn't either. We're going to see something I too much so on social media. She looks, she looks the same as everybody else. On, she was the most attractive one of the three of them for a little time period. I'm going to say this, though, because this is Dre and Jay's show. We're going to stop talking about them because Chris Jenner has some type of Wiccan magic, and <laughs> it, it don't go well. So we need them to still have a show. We need, to, we need you all to be a show so we have some place to guest star on. But that's also right. what money does. That's also what – yeah, don't worry. Dre and, I, Dre and I spend hours doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what a lot of money and, and, what, good, and good plastic surgeons can do for what you. What are we, the prince and the princess? I know. So let me ask you guys You're the guest in our house. Let me ask you guys this. Welcome guests. And this is real. We're not guests. We're family. We're family here. We're distant cousins, guys. But let me ask you. So this is for Dre and Jay. Who do you think? um, This is kind of a two-part question. First, which team do you think um, kind of really cleaned up and did a great job in the draft? And then so far, which team do you think and did a great job of free agency. What's your uh, draft uh, grade, Jay? I know, obviously, the Bears, you know, uh, I'm with Renard. Oh, I love of the fact course. What they did after, not just Footfield, but afterwards. They actually built uh, an offense around him and, and actually got some protection. So, I'm, of course, I'm a big fan of what uh, what Chicago did. You know, and I actually have to say that the uh, the Bears overall, uh, and I'm not a big believer in, in, in draft grades. I really am not, you know, because if you, especially the ones that are given out by the, the quote unquote experts, um, right. because they'll all go from an A minus to a, like a C plus, like nobody ever gets an F, right? Oh, the whole draft was trash. Like, how do you, how do you I, actually, I, I think so too. I, it's, I it's, so. yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but I actually, I'm, I'm sort of football desensitized right now. You know, I, I, I when we get done with the Super Bowl and, and we get into our off-season version, I, I, we don't talk a lot of football on this show, actually, this time of year. So we do our one big draft show, and, and we talk about the draft, and we talk about as much to do with the draft as the, the media coverage of the draft and the actual experience of watching the draft as we do, you know, the actual players. And we don't, I'm not, we're not going to lie. We're not, I'm, I'm not sitting here going, I'm breaking down like who got taken in the, in the fifth round. And I'm going to tell you that I know who all is going to be, you know, feel in the fifth round of the draft. Cause you, you, you never know, you know, these guys who are running the, the boards on the TV, they don't even know, you know, and I just need to start up a, a you know, you want to talk about making money for nothing. You need to start making mock drafts, and you could probably make money for nothing. 
Uh oh, that sounds like the four of us have a career. I'm just saying. Yeah, listen, we should just we should just all Take sit around up, and up, we should Jay. all just sit around and throw up <laughs> mock drafts, you know, and my, mock draft version 2.0, mock draft oh, version the, the, 3.0. The oh. <laughs> just uh, the thousands and thousands of clicks on mock drafts is just unbelievable. It was so bad that after no no the best part was after the twenty uh, twenty one draft finished the very next day I don't even think Trey and I talked about this on our show somebody had already put up their first mock draft for next year <laughs> yeah yeah I saw that oh, really yeah twenty twenty two mock draft yes yeah, I would yeah. Say people do this the greatest gift the greatest gift I felt like we had in the pandemic for the last two off-seasons was not having to watch tons and tons and tons of coverage of the combine. <laughs> well, you don't have and to don't watch that. You know that, right? No, I'm not, I don't I don't, watch it. I'm, I'm not there, the I don't combine. watch it. Okay. I'm not, I don't have any problem with combine per se. But what I have a problem with is two things. One, until until these two off seasons, they forgot about all of the game tapes that existed. Some teams were allowing the combine to dictate what they drafted. That to me has always been stupid. Like, what are we doing here? And then the other thing, Kevin always, White, <laughs> right. Your boy. Man. Well, well, we're, but we're not. Your boy. Okay, so let me throw it to you this way: you and I have both worked in music. You work for a record label. You understand that the success of an artist is determined by how much they could buy, not necessarily payola, but how much they could buy. Yes. I remember 18 years ago working the combine when I first found out that players had to pay to be there. I'm not surprised about that. I mean, no, no, when you win a Grammy, when you win a Grammy, you have to pay for the Grammy. People don't know that, right? You you pay five hundred dollars for a certificate, or you pay five grand to actually take a trophy. Grand for the actual That's why Grammy. a lot of people the same don't. with the Billboard Award. It's four thousand yeah. for the Billboard Award and fifteen hundred for the certificate. Hmm. And the family that I'm coming from, I would just be like, just hurry up and record it so we can remember we ain't going to pay for none of this shit. But that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, so you sometimes, so when people are confused by undrafted players and things of that nature, they're like, they weren't at the combine. Well, they probably didn't have a a great agent or extra 10,000 sitting around. I was so shocked that you had to pay as a player to be a part of the combine. And I'm confused, and I don't know if it's me, but my initial goal after I realized I couldn't be a honey bear was to then be a sports agent. Some kind of way I ended up being a pilot and a trucker. I don't know what went wrong. But (laughs) when I would go to these things, I was very confused because, I thought that the combine was literally them going to gather up, just on merit, some of the best players in college football. And it wasn't that. Yeah, they gathered them up, but they had to pay for that. So then I got confused with the, 
Well, if they've got to pay to be a combine, they definitely don't have $10,000 just sitting around. So then what was wrong with the team giving them a car? Or what was wrong with maybe a house might have gotten paid for? You just paid for them to be on TV. <laughs> I, I'm, Nothing I'm is wrong with the answer that. to that. So, um, but see, the, then, other, the other issue I have always had with the combine is the 40-yard dash. Always had an issue with the forty yard dash because I just vote for Rich Eisen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forty times are meaningless. So they're they're not wearing yeah. pads. How often is a guy like, in the NFL running forty yards in a straight line? Well, first exactly. off, with, with the exception of a running back, nobody should be running a forty. If you're a wide receiver, this should be a sixty yard dash. If you're an offensive lineman running a forty yard forty yards down the field, that's a penalty. They should be running tens or twenty. <laughs> I they should be running. To uh, I just want to see. I mean, literally, and the forty yard, the forty time. I feel like cornerbacks, cornerback safety, cornerback safeties, and uh, and wide receivers are the only ones that should all not not only should all be running sixties and eighties. Because that's more accurate. To what I, but 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 going doing. but going back to that though. But listen, so you stripped Reggie Reggie Bush and his squad of what they did at USC, but you paid for them to be on TV in the combine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 confused. Uh, but forget that. The reason I have always had an issue with them taking it from Reggie Bush. Let's assume that Reggie Bush broke every rule in the book to get to USC. You cannot tell me he did not play out there on the field. He did every – those stats did exist. He did everything to earn that trophy. No, he didn't. Like the, the five, five up in, in Michigan, they didn't exist. That didn't happen. It never happened. No, it happen. didn't happen. Now, now, I was going to say that, and I need to shut up, but Juwan Howard is my godbrother. And me and Chris Weber are, like, super close friends. Me, him, and his wife before she was even his wife. And I, I I'm like, I know. I don't know who those people are. They don't the exist block. according to the NCAA. <laughs> exactly. So when they stripped Reggie, when they stripped Reggie Bush and, and that whole season, I was very confused. I was like, but, but the agents came in and paid ten, twenty thousand. I, what? That's yeah. It, please do not try to apply any kind of logic to the NCAA because you will get nowhere doing that. I mean, the NCAA. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. Don't get me so, started on that. Do I not will, get me started on that. I will answer the question that I didn't answer okay. about who I thought at least came out the best. And this is a very uninformed okay. opinion, but I tend to look at teams who don't lose their shit in the draft. And by that, I mean automatically the first three teams off the board Boom, boom, boom! Quarterback. Those are teams that I quote that quote unquote. They lost their shit. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a plan. This is what you see now. You always see it's every year now. You got to have the first two, first three, whatever. You got to have four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. So these teams that will lose their minds for quarterbacks, I don't think have a good plan, and that's why they're bad. Um, so I'm automatically going to discount those teams. So I start looking at good teams who started. You know, like take a team that's got a quarterback. They're making smart moves, and I'm going to go a little bit away from, like, the wheelhouse of this show, which has been about the Bears, and I know you're very very NFC North-oriented. I'm going to say so far, just looking at the moves, I'm going to say the Chargers. 
have probably come out the best of this to me. I can they've agree. Got, they've I, got, I can look at that. I agree. I won't got, disagree with the Chargers, but I felt like Miami did excellent. I, my problem with Miami is their quarterback. That's my problem with Miami. They could make all the moves you okay. want. I think two was a bum. Um, I'm also not a Ooh, fan. I wouldn't call him a bum, but I feel like I felt like, and it, I might be saying the same thing. But and the coach he's is injury prone. Got to get his head right because <laughs> you can't be doing the yo-yo thing with your quarterback because you're going to wreck that no, kid. Well, we can we can always ask his girlfriend what she thinks. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. But I'm gonna say the Chargers. They got the quarterback last year. They get them the big offensive lineman. They get them the wide receiver. They've made some nice. They've made some shrewd moves in free agency. And you know, I'm gonna say you know, I, I like. Uh, oh my God, I just forgot his name. The quarterback, help me out. The uh, quarterback. Oh, for, uh, uh, Justin. Uh, just. Justin Herbert. Herbert. I like him a lot. He's good. Um, you like him so much that you remembered his name right away. I forgot. <laughs> it's off season. And it's late. And it's yeah, it's ten thirty. It's late, you know. And I, I may have, I may or may not have had some adult beverages during this show. <laughs> may or may not. I <laughs> may definitely may not. have had some adult. <laughs> um, uh, it wouldn't I be a show if I was. Be- it wouldn't be show started. Yeah, it wouldn't be one of our shows if I wasn't drinking, just so you know. That's okay. I'm still drinking for you, Jason. Me okay, and you, thank Cubs you. fan. That's what I'm on is. the water. Uh, I'm in no. the water now. but I had some bourbon before the show started. Hmm. I don't have any anymore. Well, I had some of my <laughs> famous uh, – my, 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 I can only get it at winter. I still have it. It's just the, inside uh, of you. My Jack Daniels uh, Winter Jack, which is my favorite. Um, it's the apple Jack Daniels. It's very good. The problem I'm gonna with ask, it, was it the apple? Oh my it, god, that is delicious. It is amazing. Um, and in, and it's a winter drink. And in honor of the fact that when I drove to work this morning, it was snowing. Um, I had to bust out some of my winter drink. At the end of May. I will. <sighs> yes. Have I you will. done the Johnny Walker Game of Thrones? Uh, no. That's that is actually you. very good. You have to put it in the freezer. You have to put it in the freezer. It's very good. You have to put it in the freezer. That's why I heard you have to do with the honey, uh, Jack Daniels, as well. I've been told this. Well, I have the honey Jack Daniels in my household, uh, but I have it for a specific something to go with. Ah. Honey Jack mixed, honey Jack mixed with rum chata is an excellent tasting drink. Oh, I may, or, um, I, 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 I may I have some like of that a, in the house. It's dark. I can drink it straight up on the rock. I don't like honey jack straight on the rock. We lost Dre. We lost Dre already. That's fine. Where does Dre go? I'm here. I'm just. uh, I don't imbibe, so you know this is this is all you guys. I'm sorry, Dre. We got to start talking about Vago. (laughs) Wait, we have to talk about who? Vago. Oh God. Okay. Uh, the, the three lit- the three litters that I buy <laughs> that I buy at Family Dollar for a dollar. That's right. The Fago Red Pop. That's why Fago, I love Renard. He can just switch right know, off from the from the Jack to the to the Fago with no problem. Man, no problem giant at all. Three litters that cost a dollar. Oh, I have, Man, I buy those all the time. Hey, 
that's that's my thing. What can I say? And, and Pop Tarts. Yeah, you guys. I, 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 I usually go. I usually yeah, go buy definitely. two of them. I, I, I the red pop was a close third. I usually buy the peach fago and the orange fago. Wait, peach fago? That's right. A I was gonna. Yes. Oh, yeah. and it's oh I missed the boat. So, I missed so the boat on peach fago. <laughs> Being from Chicago, like if you have the like the best discount pop ever. I'm sorry for people who aren't from the Midwest, the best discount soda. <laughs> right. Old drink, whatever you call it. What what um, is pop? What, what are you know, talking for about? For me, it always starts it always starts with Tahitian treat, then red fago, then then like peach or pineapple red fago. Either one. Hmm. But fago I, I do remember the pineapple. Fago has so many flavors. That yeah, they do. When they had them Fanta commercials and them Neha commercials, I said, "No, those are the little brothers. The old school <laughs> Godfathers of them all is Fago. The oh. Godfathers of the of the colors is Fago. Is Fago? Yeah. Not even I Fanta. It's actually now, I, Fago. I I remember growing up drinking Fanta. Um, but they actually they actually do have Fago up here. So I if I go to the gas oh, station, cool. if I go to the Quick Trip. Here, here in Central Wisconsin. Oh yeah, that's they, definitely they, a Wisconsin thing. I love Quick Trip. Trip. You all swear by Quick Trip. Yeah, that is a Wisconsin I love Quick thing. Trip, though. When I lived in Minnesota, no Minnesota too. Yeah. When I, I lived there. Oh yeah, in Minnesota. Every. Yeah. I remember the first time I, Quick Trip. I remember the first time I came home from Minnesota. Like all my Chicago people were like, "What the fuck is wrong with your speech?" Like, what? <laughs> oh, hey. What do you mean? What do you mean? What's wrong with my speech, y'all? Like that, and oh, I didn't hey. realize it. I was. <laughs> no, that that wasn't. That wasn't. My cousin was like, "Why do you sound like the mother on Bobby's World?" When she told me that sounded like the mother on Bobby's World, I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh man. Like what? Oh yeah, that one wasn't the worst oh, for me. Got some cheese curds over there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I I had the reverse. I went to school in Kentucky for a few years, right? And it was so much that I would stay down in Kentucky during the summer. So I was immersed in that whole Kentucky thing. And well, we're by wait a minute. Well, that Kentucky admit- thing could be a lot of things, just so you know. All I'm going to say is somebody said, Renard, where are you from? I said, I'm from Chicago. They was like, no, you're not. You don't have a Chicago accent. That broke my heart. Uh-oh. <laughs> somebody from Kentucky, um, they are like, you're probably from Lexington or Louisville. I said, what? No. No. Well, you really you got to. Uh, like that. You really <laughs> got in like, the middle oh, of that stuff. I don't even say Louisville. Dre. You're going to love this. My wife must hear what we're talking about. I'm probably being loud. My wife sends me a text <laughs> from the bedroom that says Fago and Pop-Tarts. Oh, come on. I just bought them from Pop-Tarts. I just bought them from Pop-Tarts or everything. So, no, she knows because oh, that's, that's always my stories, you know, from, from my, my, my time sleeping on Dre's couch. That, that was Fago and Pop-Tarts. Every oh, night. I'm with it. Well, put me to bed so every I night. think this year, guys, I, wonder I, got I the sugar. think, yeah, Dre, we're going to have to get you this way. I think we should all link up, pick an NFC North game, and go to it. I've, or or ch- if we can do two, I'm down. But we definitely have to pick 
an NFC North game, a big matchup, and really yeah. go to the game. Like, really broadcast before the so game. So you're basically really saying we're not going to any Lions, Vikings, or Bears games. What? We have to pick up. So who are the Packers going to play? <laughs> oh. Hey. That was in on it early. <laughs> who are the Packers playing in this big matchup? <laughs> I, I'm I'm still happy. I'm still letting them get all this Packer love and, and superiority out of the system because I still really believe that Aaron Rodgers is done. He, he's through with them. He's going to get dealt. I just feel it. So get all that Packer stuff out. So you're just, about to go four and 13. I'm just mad because the Packers have had two starting quarterbacks in the last 30 years. I'm, I'm not mad. Right now. Oh, that's true. So we're that going to true. either a Vikings game or, or a Lions game. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to a Vikings game or a Lions game. Come on, somebody. Because the Bears might win. No, because they're (laughs) indoors. Okay, I'm going to say this, though, Bernard. Bernard, have you ever been to a a Packers game? I have no desire to go to a Packers game. (laughs) Oh. I've been to to Lambeau and I've been to Bears. Yeah, I've been to Bears games and, and... of course, I've been to Lambeau. Last time I went to Lambeau for a, a Packers game was the worst football game I've ever been to because it was the week after Aaron Rodgers' knee got blown out by Khalil Mack. Mm. He started the Ooh. next game against the Vikings in what was a, a 29-29 tie. <laughs> oh, God, I remember and, that. Well, you know, I'm always – there's I'll, no I'll, – I'll, I'll get the hotel – I mean – I'm always here for you guys to come to the bank. So, you know, I, no. <laughs> I have no problem with that. No, That's what actually Minnesota, Minneapolis uh, Stadium is actually the second closest. I mean, I'm an hour and a half from Green yeah. Bay, but I'm two and a half hours from um, Minneapolis, and I'm four from hours Minneapolis. Yeah, from you Chicago. Are. So, oh, yeah, because everybody from Green Bay came out there. You're not an hour, hour from – what, you're going to fly – you're going to fly? Exactly. Come on. I'm catching a plane. We got to pick, <laughs> pick a game, though, and I think the four of us should really be there. I, I know Dre and I have, have totally bucket listed wanting to go to a game in Vegas. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh my God. So here's the way I, I almost worked for that Bomani team. Bomani Allegiant Jones. Stadium is beautiful. And that's yeah, my second Bomani Bomani Jones said it's amazing. No, no, no. I, was, I went to L.A., uh, uh, oh, that complex. SoFi Stadium looks so freaking beautiful. It is, but yeah. Legion is crazy. You gotta. I'm I'm down for you know that's Vegas is my second home, so I'm down for that. I thought Minneapolis was your second. I want to go to Legion Stadium. And Minneapolis is but home. I don't want to be broke. Oh. Don't you know? I don't want to be broke. Then what's Chicago? <laughs> Wait a minute. Minneapolis is home, eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, how many homes do you have? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of homes. Uh, and I know, when yeah. I start saying big and egg and all that stuff, you know, I'm back home. in Minneapolis. She, uh-huh. would choose, she would choose Minneapolis. She would choose, she would choose L.A. She would choose Vegas. I will not <laughs> choose L.A. Do not tell people. I will, will choose Vegas or Minneapolis. Yeah, I will go not. Get your and she will, also, she will also choose South Beach. She will also choose South Beach. Not for football, though. Not for football. <laughs> hey, you got to go to Minneapolis no. and then go get a juicy loose. Minneapolis. You know, Minneapolis. See, let, 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 let us be in my man. And juicy loose after the game, eh? 
Right. She said not for football. Oh. And she lied to you. Because let, 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 let one of two things happen. Let a Super Bowl be in Miami. She will be on the first plane smoking there. And let the U be doing good. She will be on the first plane smoking there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about, yeah, let yeah. the U, when the U got it cracking, I'm, I'm, I'm right with it. I'm, let the U be doing good. Let the yeah. U be doing good. Uh-uh. Yeah. That whole season I'm, when I'm they introduced here. the turnover chain, when they introduced the turnover chain, she was glued in front I'm of the TV it. on Saturday. I'm with I'm it. <laughs> But but that doesn't take away from the Vikings. The bank is just beautiful. Y'all have to come to the bank. It's awesome. I don't care. Like, I took my, God rest his soul, my late boyfriend there, and he is a die. He was a diehard Bears fan, so he just could not believe the stadium. But um, Allegiant Stadium, amazing. Super yep. amazing. Yeah, it's got to be. Nothing can be worse than the Metrodome. Ugh. I, I wish I could have been in there. I've, I've heard so many stories about how awful it was. I, I had a chance. I, to I only. And I, and I, I never saw it. football. I, I saw baseball games at the Baggy Dome. I, I never no. saw ball games. Oh, there, I know. But... Well, no. What, what, from what I understand, there was one worse than the Metro Dome, and it's a, it's another one with the word dome in its name. The Silver Dome. Silver from Dome. What I understand was. Silver Dome, from what I understand, Pontiac Silver Dome was No, the Metro Dome wasn't that bad. I was living in it. It wasn't great, but it was better the than Silver what we Dome was horrible. at TCF. When we were outside at TCF, I was like, we were outside at TCF, and they went from Tavares Jackson to Christian, oh. whatever his name is. And I was like, oh, oh this is not going to work. I'm going to save all my money. I need to buy a house. I- was that I'm, the I'm one sorry. season when they were playing outside there at the college mm-hmm. stadium or whatever it was? Yeah, when the field when the when, was, that, was that Daniel Carlson? Was that the game outside yeah, was so cold when when Daniel Carlson missed like the 19 Daniel, yard field yes, goal? Yes, it was. Yes, okay. it was. Not since we're all yes, stabbing each other. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're picking at everyone's scabs on this show. Why not? <laughs> Everybody. I'm sorry. I remember that. I remember that stadium for one reason and one reason alone. Uh, the Bears ended Brett Favre's uh, season at, of Fame career. At, that, yeah. at that stadium. Uh, at that, 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 the out. day that the Bears played them there, the day at that where? the Bears played them at TCS Stadium, played the Vikings at TCS Stadium. Uh, the it had it. it the, they didn't the end anything. Was, the only people that ended Brett Favre's career with us as a Viking. Was the bull crap with the Saints? Yeah, because had we won that game, we would have been in the Super Bowl. That's so, right. No. He played one more season. I thought he played. Did he play one more season? And when he played one more season, um, in in Minnesota, we didn't even care at the, that point. Like he he, <laughs> he was hobbling around. Like okay, we, so, we, so so we didn't so care. you're not gonna let me have my Bears happiness that the Bears ended. No, his, you can't have that no, one. They're, they're not gonna let us have that. No, we. we no, we, you can't <laughs> have that one. No, oh, we're going to have it anyway. All we know the Bears ended Brett Favre's career, and we're going to hold on to that. <laughs> he didn't play. Well, he was like 77 years old when he played. That's right. okay. Right. But that's okay. And he, he's like still be trying to play. He's trying to play right now. But he was like the worst, best quarterback in the history of football. <laughs> Yeah. Is he the? Oh wait, so he's the? Is he the best, worst quarterback or the worst, best quarterback? <laughs> he is. 
no, the, with everywhere you put it. <laughs> no, the, be, the the best worst quarterback is Joe Namath because he was awful. But but he gets credit for for making a guarantee. Say that, like when I go play golf, if I say that I can't play golf no more. Uh, depending on the company. Or Let me ask you guys this question. This has been a very quarterback-centric uh, episode. If you were to try to name your top five QB, like ever, who, what is your order? What is your order? Do you have to have an order, right or can now, you just say five? Just right. say five. You have to have an order. Well, well, I would say you could say five, but my three, my top three are solid. Now, sometimes I'll rotate different people in order, but my top three are solid. I tell you, my I'm a Montana are, guy. I'm a Montana guy. Right, Montana's so, my number one. One Montana's for me. my number one. Yeah, I would but say number one. I, oh, I agree. Montana. First. It's your show. No, I was going to say, I agree. Number one for me is Montana. I'm a Joe Montana guy. And he went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So you know how hard that is for me to say. I hate Notre Dame. And I hate Notre Dame. And I, and I, pl- and I, and I grew up rooting for the Falcons. And nobody, I mean, Joe Montana has his career numbers because he played them twice a year. I, mean, I have, I have images you. of Jerry Rice on that 80-yard slant just seared into mm. my brain. So, <sighs> Yeah, Montana's say, my number one. Now, my two and three, my two and three, I can't decide if it's Favre or Marino. Yeah, Marino and Favre would be in my top. Yeah, so, I, would, so would Aaron Rodgers. I would have I, – Peyton Manning, I think, has definitely – Marino for sure. You can, people could crap on Marino because he never won a Super Bowl. He was a great quarterback. But he didn't have he, was. he he didn't have anybody besides Mark Super Duper to throw the ball to. Yeah, yeah, no running game and and, and Mark and, Clayton. No, and not much defense. Yeah, Mark Clayton, Clayton and Duper. Like he, Marino carried the team as much as one person can carry an entire football team. Yes. Yeah, I've never sat down and tried to put together a top three or five, but I I know the best quote. I've said this for years, so Jason can back that up. The best quarterback I've ever seen play, and no one else has to agree with that, is Peyton Manning. That's it. That's my I number one. I'm not going to fight with you on that either. I'm I mean, not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna fight with you on that. And and yeah. see, the reason I ask this question, the reason I ask this question, is many times Tom Brady fans have issues with us not making him number one. When we're Tommy. talking about all time, How is, there anything, know. is there anything disrespectful about saying he's the seventh best, seventh best all time? I don't think there's anything no. disrespectful about that. I, I don't think he's a top. If, if you wanted to really pull a top five, I couldn't give it to Brady. I, I, I wouldn't if either. You want, not not, either, not but, our top five favorites, but if you had to pull a top five in the NFL, I can never give it to Brady. Yeah. I can't I, either, but, Jason, but that's your my point. Word. I, I, but that's my point. Even I always say I the S word. He's the greatest well, quarterback of all time. <laughs> I, I, can I can agree. I always he's use the, the S word with Dre. I always say he's the greatest system quarterback of all time. Oh, I would agree. That's that. like I, I feel um, Eli Manning should have played basketball because I feel like he's the greatest assist quarterback of all time. Unfortunately, he's always to the wrong team. 
but that's what he was. Oh, I mean, oh. one of the things that people forget is how how dope Drew Bledsoe was in that same system two years in a row. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Hey, I like Drew even Bledsoe the, the um, had an MVP oh, like season. I mean, literally, people yeah, forget Drew, Drew Bledsoe was injured, and that's how Brady came in. And once he wasn't injured anymore, there was debate about who should be the quarterback. Who should Drew be the quarterback? I remember that. was actually good back then. And then people forget, people forget it. The system was so freaking good that Matt Castle looked all world when he in the ones in the season that uh, that wait, wait, Trey, uh, Brady. Hey, that's, like, that's, but, Trey, but, but it sounds like remember. me. This is me talking. I even remember, and this is going to sound super crazy. Even the reason why the Cardinals held on to Kurt Warner so bad, I didn't think Kurt Warner was was bad. I thought he was really old, but I didn't think he. I mean, it it was Dan Marino. Like, there's so many you can go to and name before you even get to Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, like you said, that's that's exactly my point, though. Somebody comes up to me. Brady's top ten of all time. How is yeah, he's that top an ten. insult? That, he's top ten. How is that an insult? He's top ten. How nah. is that an insult? Because he's tall, me. He's, he's a great. He's got seven though. rings. Come on. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So, yeah so somebody what? walks up to you. Somebody walks up to so you what? and says, "You he's got Thanos. one game to win. You got one game to win. Who you got? Nobody's hmm. taking Tom Brady. I'm not taking him. I'm I'm not him. I know. I know. If we're doing that right there, I take John Elway before I take Tom Brady. I mean, I'm rolling I'm in, and Dre's Rodgers. telling me it's Peyton Manning. I, you know, I'm a, I, like I said, Montana. I mean, I'm going, I'm going Montana I'm every Rodgers. time on that question. But if we talk about one yeah, game, yeah, Joe win, Montana or Aaron Rodgers, if it's one, I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers. If, if it's one I know that might sound crazy. Hard, you know what? That's, I, I hesitate to talk about the guys who are playing now because then we just sound like ESPN. Then it's just recency well, then, bias. If, if, if we go back, then I'm going to take Montana. Then I agree with the Montana. Yeah. If we right. have Aaron Rodgers, I think in the final, Aaron Rodgers will be about one game to win, the, If we're talking about one game to win, the three quarterbacks that I consider clutch are Montana, Elway, and Rodgers. I do not like John Elway. I, I, I don't have Elway on this because I thought – I don't either. You know, John Elway – I didn't like him as a uh, great quarterback, mm-hmm. but I will say he was clutch. He was clutch. I'm sorry. Elway, he became, was. Elway became clutch when he had a 2,000-yard running back. When, thank you. Mm. No, thank you. Elway, thank no. you. People, uh, prior prior no, no. to that, TD, no. Terrell Day, he, TD was great. Don't get me wrong. He didn't win the Super Bowl until he had TD. I give you that. Right. But people forget he went to the Super Bowl before that, twice before. Yeah. Jim Kelly went to four rows. Jim Kelly went to four in a row. Jim Kelly was a great I don't, quarterback. I don't care. Jim Kelly I don't was a great quarterback. I can't give it to Elway. This, this, might be, this might be a controversial take, but now that I have had time to digest, I have even, and this is a name I never thought I'd ever utter, but I have even begun to appreciate the body of work of Troy Aikman even a little bit more. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. I don't. I can't. And I was never an Aikman guy because everybody hated the Cowboys. But you go back. I'll tell you why I don't. I don't respect Aikman. It's the same reason I don't respect Emmitt Smith. The reason I don't respect Aikman is the same reason. Oh, I think everything in my bedroom is shut down. Emmitt Smith, though. Emmitt (laughs) Emmitt Smith ran through holes that you could drive Mack trucks through. Right. I'm sorry. Great O-line, though. 
Emmett Smith should not that. be in the conversation with with Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. He is Correct. not in their conversation. I can't, I can't say that, though. I won't argue that. No. If you're smart enough you can, to talk you to your O-line. You give Walter your Payton or Barry Sanders Emmett Smith's offensive line. Their oh, yardage numbers are so far ahead. <laughs> Whoa, well, yeah. I Barry mean, Sanders that still probably would if he had that offensive line. Yeah, yeah right. If he had give that Walter line, Payton, yeah, Barry give Walter Payton, uh, Give Walter Payton uh, Emmitt Smith's offensive line. They, nobody is sniffing. I mean, if we're going to talk numbers. about that position, then but I'll, I, but I'll tell you what, though. You what know, makes, my favorite RB, though. What makes, uh, what makes Payton and Sanders also so well-remembered was the fact that they did it without the offensive lines. That, that, that you wouldn't exactly. have all that's those why highlights. I like Aaron. You wouldn't have all the highlights if their offensive line was great. You'd have Evan True. Smith highlights where he's getting tackled by safety. And, and Aaron Rodgers, because I don't, I don't know what happens. Cause I don't even think that they think they're supposed to have an O-line. I don't think they think that that's a position <laughs> in Green Bay. They put some people there. but I don't receivers. What are they they're, ever going to get a open receiver? Oh, wait, they get receivers, though, Dre. You just don't know them because last week they were oh. Kroger. You just don't know them. Like ice cream truck. Dre, work. it's like, it's like fucking work, guys though. off the street to play cornerback for the Bears and then put them against Steve Smith in the playoffs. Yeah, that's oh, not smart Jesus. either. I swear. But it works for Green Bay. Me. Some kind of way it works. It works. He was at, I mean, he was it works because Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because Mr. Aaron Muhammad ran all over him. That's I will tell you, that is, that is the one years. thing I will say about Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Brett Favre that they all have in common is almost every single wide receiver who they made good that left and went to another team turned to complete sure. garbage. Trash. Yeah. Oh. True. Basura. Yeah. Just junk. What all of them did is they helped those players go to other teams so they could go get that big check. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, yeah. Brett Favre. Thank you, Peyton Manning. You allowed me to go get a payday. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have a payday if you don't make me look good. That's why I always have respect for receivers who change position, change teams, but still, like, you know, and still can excel. Like, Stephon Diggs is good no matter where he is. DeAndre Hopkins is good That's no true. matter where he goes. Where he ready to go. Yeah. Freeman left the Packers, and just ghost. Never heard from him again. I tell you the one that still messes me up. How how does Mr. T.J. House of Masula, a.k.a. (laughs) Bushman Zilli. Bushman Zilli. He he did not look good in any other uniform other than the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, it's because it was Carson Palmer, Interception Santa. (laughs) Mr. House of Masula... But wait, how about we have this conversation on a coaching level? Because to be honest, I know you're mad about Fangio. I was really mad when Nick, when Adam Gase left here. I didn't think it was time for oh, him no. to go. I, Adam Gase was the best OC Jay Culler ever had. Yeah. He's a great OC. Adam he's Gase not was, a great he, – He's a horrible and, head and coach, what, but he's a great OC. He was the best and I OC think that's, that's, that the Bears I had. I think when it comes to coaches, while we're talking about players that fall off the grid, a coach has a great season or two and gets in the NFL. Or let's even let's even go deeper, a coordinator. We know that Lovey Smith was an amazing defensive coordinator. I don't know what he was as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, he was absolutely awesome. And so when I see 
like Lovey Smith and Adam Gates and so many other coordinators get HC jobs, and then the teams look like crap, kind of like Fangio right now, <laughs> I always – like, that's because so many times, so many times these, these teams are hiring coordinators to be head coaches. I can only count a sh- less than five head coaches in the NFL. Because a head coach is a person that can delegate. I say great head coach in Kansas City, great head coach in Seattle, great head coach in, uh, in, in New England. It might only be three. I can't think of too many good head coaches. Well, there's, there's, a lot of, gonna... there's a lot of bad head coaches, i tell you that. Yeah, there's a right. lot of those. I, but, but see, I think most of the most of what the league has is is coordinators with the HC title. I can't think right. of too many teams that are actually head coaches. New and, England, and I Kansas City, Seattle. You, you know, New England, this, Kansas City, Seattle. This is this is why I'll tell you about one of my favorite coaches ever. And Andre and I, I don't know if we ever really talked about it. This, I'll, I'll, although I would put John Harbaugh on the list. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Yeah, you, you know, um, you know how I feel about John Harbaugh. Yeah, no, you and I have said that, but I'll tell He's you, John Harbaugh. Of, I will give you John Harbaugh. I'm going to tell you okay, who did one of my that. favorite coaching jobs of all time, because you talk about these coordinators who become coaches, and then they just stay coordinators, right? They just lean into what they do, and then they just sort of mm-hmm. identify. So if you're an offensive coach. You go and now you've got an yeah. offensive mindset. I'll tell you who did the what am I like the most transformative head coach I ever saw was Brian Billick. Okay, because, because he that. was he was an offensive minded head coach who inherited one of the best defenses of all time and adapted mm-hmm. to the defense instead of just trying to show that he was some offensive guru. And, and that's actually. And that actually, that's a great coaching job. Because those Baltimore teams that were really good, those Ray Lewis, you know, all those the, those offenses were just, like, he, you, know, you, you knew, you leaned into what you had, and then you got the production, and you just did enough on offense to let the defense go shine. I don't think that was easy for a guy who went in there as an offensive, you know, no, genius. I left one out. You're trying to tell me out. Trent Dilfer Pittsburgh. didn't earn that Pittsburgh ring? Pittsburgh has a great head coach. Pittsburgh has a great uh, coach. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's, that's kind of a third Uh-oh. rail for me and Trey. Uh-oh. And, oh, yeah. Wait, who did you say? Everybody's nerve just got hit on that one. I said oh. Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh. Wait. I said oh. everyone's nerve got Tomlin, hit on that I one. I would agree with you five years ago. Yeah. I, okay. I Mike Tomlin's a little well, lost in the tooth. One of the things that I find to be interesting when it comes to hiring head coaches, I don't think it's a good idea to – pick an OC or a DC, but I also find it interesting how well special teams coordinators are good at being head coaches, i.e. John Harbaugh. I find it very interesting when a team is smart enough to pick a special teams teams coordinator to be an AC because for some strange reason, they – special teams coordinators, when they become head coaches, they're not trying to lean into – one side of the ball, they're able to have an overall over. But look they, at what special teams able, does, though. Like right. special teams exactly. are like they're like like the kindergarten class when you're like just go out there and tackle everybody, like and get the ball and <laughs> run it. Run fast, so that means like, somebody, uh, 
So that means you were a big fan of the Joe Judge signing then. I didn't think it was We're not having that conversation. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. You, just, I, you just gave me this whole screed about special teams coaches. <laughs> oh, Giants, mean, Giants, baby. No, the tryhards. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you there was something that was funny. Cassandra and I went to Bourbon A uh, for uh, for for they had a media day that was for non-traditional media to where podcasts could get a press pass. Mm-hmm. And I literally waited around just so we could interview the special teams coordinator. Mm -hmm. We literally waited around. And I'm going to tell you guys, one of the coolest things about that day, one of the absolute coolest things about that day, was the fact that we got to eat in the cafeteria, eat the same food as the players, and all of the chefs that were cooking. That food was good, good. I was doing yeah, we, tap dance for joy. I, I, I did the tap dance for joy. I thought that joy. the interview Going with the special teams coordinator was kind of all day. the best part, I but I guess he was hungry spinach. that day. So that I had part. four plates of sautéed spinach. Sautéed spinach, four yeah, plates of I don't know. That good? I didn't do that. I don't even I But do. I remember eating with the players and all of their little golf carts and stuff. But to talk to the special teams, coordinator that day and he was kinda of excited. He was really awesome. Like it was awesome. Um not as awesome as the Salt Spanish, apparently. Apparently Well no, no, I can't even take you back out there, Bernard, because now they've moved that back to Hallis Hall. And we can't go and, in there and, now. Right. We can't go in there. Well they had even before the pandemic the happened, you and I had this conversation that Hallis Hall was not conducive to a fan experience or a press experience. It's not. It's it's the worst. It's, it's not set up for that. So right, whatever. it's really not set up for that. And they were originally planning on still trying to have fans come out and the press come out for that. And but it both work. you and I were trying to say how. We were thinking how are they going to pull that off? It doesn't work. It doesn't work at Hallis Hall. It doesn't work at all. And all it that does. said to me is they really didn't want it to work. <laughs> they didn't want it to. But Bourbon A used to be so cool, whether you were or weren't a Bears fan. It was super awesome. Just like, you know, the, the Vikings at Winter Park, that's also no more. But that was a great – no, well, we were in Mankato, um, the University of Minnesota, and it was super awesome, but that's no more. So maybe they just don't want it. Well, like Platteville, you know, when the Bears used to come up here. Oh, yeah, they used to come up there, yeah. That's they right, used to go to Platteville. Ooh, that's 30, 35 that. years ago. Yeah, it was, but uh, I, I remember that, though. I don't know. They're moving away from everything. But I'm going to watch coaches this year. I'm going to – I really – this is my season to start holding coaches accountable because your team is only as good as its leadership. I already um, – I've been slap boxing with a lot of Vikings podcasts. They're like, oh, look at the little girl doesn't know what she's talking about. No, look at the coach. She needs a different job. He can't take the team where he needs to go. So I'm really – I'm going to watch what Nagy is doing. I'm going to watch a lot of coaches, even in Seattle. I think he's tired. I think there's See, Carol, the man's got boundless energy. He's never tired. He's tired. <laughs> 
Especially when you know that your star is like, I don't care about none of y'all. I'm trying to leave. Well, and yeah, and when you, might have a slot. It's also it also hurts when you have a historically bad defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That unless, unless you yeah. have unless you have Jamal Adams on every play making a play, you're you get you know. Oh man, I mean, it got so bad I changed. Adams, that would that would be nice. At, I mean, a few years ago, I changed it from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of Room yeah. in Seattle <laughs> because their defense is so bad. So that's what it's we so call bad. it. That's what we call it on the show. And we I don't know the Legion what's happening in Dallas. Like Mike McCarthy looks pretty <laughs> freaking dope. Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, and then in Dallas. About your favorite coach, like, No, no, dope, dope. You had it all when you just said dope. Just stop with dope, <laughs> and you would have had it. <laughs> That's I'm like, guy what there. is going on, Fangio? Oh, man, so not my guy. I know, <laughs> but, but you... <laughs> not, I love my guy. Like, I was happy when he came Denver's back because I had someone tank. to trash. <laughs> ah, so cool. And, and and Denver just tanked. I don't know what that was. So I'm really going to be looking this season at a lot of coaches and the decisions they make. Nagy, everybody, I'm really going to watch that because – that is such an intricate part of the game, and this game is totally different from 10 years ago. Like, I would never want Gruden to come back and coach anybody. Like, if anybody hired him, I would just be like, just burn the stadium down. Who, it's who, not going to work. Anybody hired who? Gruden. Oh. Like, yeah, stop. kind of lost touch. Stop. It's kind of like, kinda like hiring it's, Tony La Russa. Hey. Oh. The game, you know, but the game I'm has a White changed. Sox fan. The I speed felt that of the, was game. the dumbest thing in the world. I did not like that. The, well, yeah, that was it the was. But the speed the of the game, the strength of the game, and the versatility of the game is yes. so different right now that I am now going to start holding coaches and GMs accountable for the bullcrap that they're putting position. I I, I totally three thousand percent am because. If you go get all this talent, but the coach is still stuck in 1999, it's not going to work. But that brings me back to the whole Justin Fields thing, is that I'm still celebrating even though I'm done with Matt Nagy. I'm not saying Matt Nagy is going to do the right thing and lead him down the right path and to be a successful quarterback. Because I'm done with Matt Nagy and I'm done with Ryan Pace. I think they're both trash, and I think they should both be fired. However, I'm still in love with Justin Fields. There was nothing sadder on this show than the total 180 that Dre had to live through when he had finally gotten his wish and the Bears had that big losing streak, and he just knew. He knew in his heart. Everybody knew that those guys were just gone, and he was, like, excited. Mm -hmm. And then when the Bears – It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.